0: 59 showers and even a thunderstorm tonight with a low in the upper 40s. Tomorrow, Thanksgiving, cloudy but dry with a high of 52. I'm John Bailey for
1: 1410 ESPN Radio. Visit Boot Barn during our Black Friday sale this weekend. Early access deals start on Friday at 7 a.m., where you can get handcrafted full-grain leather cowboy boots starting at under $100. Plus, extended through the weekend, save up to $100 on handmade exotic skin cowboy boots, a large selection of jeans, or buy one pair, get another one free, and save on flannels, sweatshirts, and workwear. Visit us and save during our Black Friday sale at Boot Barn.
2: With United Healthcare Medicare Advantage plans, there's so much to take advantage of. Like $0 co-pays on preventive dental care. Wow. Plus, the nation's largest Medicare dental network. Wow. It's time to take advantage. To learn more, visit AdvantageWow.com. That's AdvantageWow.com.
3: $0 cost share for in-network preventive dental care. Specified services only. Benefits vary by plan and area. Limitations and exclusions apply. Network size varies by
4: market.
5: Wow. GEICO won Best Customer Satisfaction among auto insurers in the north central region, according to J.D. Power. And GEICO was ranked best in price, so switching to GEICO is a good decision. Unlike the decision to improvise your best man speech.
6: Okay,
7: okay. I, I didn't actually write anything, but I love you, brother. Remember when you were just a baby, right? And, and you would cry, like, all day. <laughs> and you couldn't, even, you couldn't
5: even talk. GEICO, a decision you can feel good about. For J.D. Power 2020 award information, visit
8: geico.com slash J.D. Power. Where is your haircut gone? We know you don't get out as much. You don't drive by your regular Sport Clips and pop in for that
5: MVP haircut experience. That is so much more than a haircut. But isn't it worth
8: getting out for? For that legendary hot steam towel for your face, massaging shampoo that makes you melt into your seat. Oh man, you remember that, right? Mm, We found your haircut. It's right where you left it. Sport Clips, it's good to be a
5: guy. What are real people saying about Skechers ArchFit footwear? Joe from Hilton Head says, I need arch support, and these shoes have it. Joe, Skechers ArchFit don't just have arch support. They have podiatrist-certified arch support that was developed with over 20 years of data. Next, Pete from New York writes, great for walking. I stand a lot of work, and the arch fit keeps me comfortable. My feet don't feel tired at the end of the day. Okay, Pete gets it. He's walking, working, just living at Skechers ArchFit. These shoes are great for virtually everybody. Find podiatrist-certified Skechers ArchFit at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, or wherever
7: stylish footwear is sold. When running a business, HR issues can kill you. Wrongful termination suits, minimum wage requirements, labor regulations. I'm Alan Jones, founder and CEO of Bambi. I created Bambi specifically for small business. Get a dedicated HR manager, craft HR policy, and maintain compliance for $99 a month seriously. Month to month, no hidden fees, cancel anytime.
9: Go to Bambi.com slash CJR to schedule your free HR audit. That's BAM to the B-E-E dot com slash CJR.
8: Ever wonder just how far an extra mile really goes? Drive a Mercedes-Benz van and find out. Start with a network of over 250 authorized dealerships backed by a sales force ready to help you with everything from customization to service on vans like the Mercedes-Benz Sprinter that's tailored to your lifestyle with options like Blind Spot Assist and MBUX Voice Command for spoken directions, weather, and more.
7: The route is being calculated.
8: So whether you're enjoying life on the trail or working hard on the job, see how far an extra mile can really go by taking the first step into an authorized Mercedes-Benz van dealership today. Now with IRS Section 179, businesses can be eligible for up to a 20, 20- $5,900 tax deduction. That's up to $5,439 in tax savings.
3: Options and model availability may vary. See dealer for details about costs and terms. Some equipment is cracked as optional. $5,439 tax savings based on 21% federal tax rate and eligibility to claim full $25,900 vehicle deduction. Your tax rate and eligibility may vary. Consult your tax advisor for more information. Limits may apply. Visit mpdance.com. Offer valid through December thirty first, 2020.
1: Strict attention to detail. That's what sets Kubota construction equipment apart. It's how we maximize performance, increase strength, and give you the dependability you demand. We engineer our equipment precisely at every level. It's what makes us a leader. Save up to $11,000 on construction equipment or get 0% APR financing for 60 months. After December 31st, 2020, see us or go to KubotaUSA.com for more
7: information. See Columbus Equipment Company, 7570 New Carlisle Pike in Dayton.
5: It's the Justin Kinner Show, live here on ESPN Dayton, 1410 Wing AM. Tweet the show at 1410 Kinner or give us a call at 457-9464. We now send you to the Wing Studios in Kettering. Here's your host, Justin Kinner.
10: Everybody, welcome in. It is the Justin Kinner Show, live here on Dayton's ESPN radio station, 1410, Wing AM. The Justin Kinner Show with Kev Nash, minus Kev Nash today. Uh, Kev Nash will return beginning next week, of course, and uh, I hope everyone who is still at least at work today uh, is out and about having a great day, probably catching up, getting those last-minute items uh, for your Thanksgiving tomorrow. Again, happy Thanksgiving Eve. Uh, I know I'm excited. I got the stretchy pants all ready to go. Um, I am pretty pumped right now. Now, as far as that goes for Thanksgiving. So, again, happy Wednesday. I hope everyone is having a great time right now. And uh, I'm excited heading into the weekend off the next couple days. No show tomorrow or Friday. uh, But Keith Byers and I will be right back at it on Sunday morning. We will be live at Frickers on 741 by the Dayton Mall for the Sunday morning tailgate show. We'll, of course, dive into what will most likely be a beatdown for Ohio State over Illinois coming up this weekend. So, pumped about that. We'll also dive into some of the top storylines in the NFL as we will be off and rolling in week 12. The Thanksgiving Day slate of games has already been impacted due to the coronavirus. The Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens game has been postponed, but not too far off in the distance. That game has been postponed until Sunday, and uh, we'll talk more about the impact of that coming up here in just a moment. All seven nine four six four. 457-9464, uh, that's the number to call in. We're going to attempt to take calls today, again, a one-man show. I'm going to try and do my best to try to facilitate as lot of, as much of this as possible. But we got a lot of guests lined up for you here. Uh, today, we're going to be chatting with uh, Mike Hartsock coming up here at the top of the hour, 4 o'clock. Uh, just under an hour from now, we'll chat with him. He is retiring from WHIO-TV after a 41-year run. And uh, I tell you what, I'm happy for him. I'm excited for his retirement. retirement. Retirement, but I'm bummed to see him go. So I'm excited to catch up with him coming up here in just under an hour. We'll chat with Mike Hartsock again, calling it a career after 41 years. We'll also be joined by ESPN's Adam Rittenberg coming up around the corner as we will dive into everything going on right now in the world of college football. The first college football playoff rankings are out. And people aren't pleased, at least Buckeye fans aren't, no surprise there. Bearcat fans, they're pretty happy. BYU fans, pretty confused, all five of them. I mean, it was a weird ranking release last night. Georgia, I'm not one to to wave the the SEC bias flag. I can't stand when people wave the bias flag. It really irritates me. Uh, I don't believe in biases, uh, but I do believe in stupidity. And I do believe that that Georgia being in the college football playoff uh, top ten with two losses, I, I think that's pretty stupid. I think it's pretty dumb. I think it's pretty dumb, if you ask me. Um, and, and that's the, that's kind of where we're at uh, with that. I, think, I really do think it's pretty silly. But we're going to open up with that. Again, the very first college football playoff rankings came out yesterday. And go ahead and take a look. Uh, go ahead and take a look at this. So Alabama coming in at number one, which really should surprise nobody. Alabama coming in at number one, Notre Dame two. You have Clemson coming in at number 3. Clemson has one loss. Of course, that one loss coming against Notre Dame. And that's why Notre Dame's sitting at number 2. Honestly, if you think about it, between the wins that Alabama has, the wins that Clemson has, the wins that Ohio State has, Notre Dame, Texas A&M, and everyone. Yesterday, we got to talking about, okay, well, what is the committee actually going to be looking for with this college, with this very first playoff poll that's released? And I think it's going to start with, okay, you got to start automatically with who has the worst loss. At least of the teams who are in the running for the top four. Who has the worst loss and who has the best win? Well, you have Alabama, who hasn't lost a game. You have Ohio State, hasn't lost a game. You have Notre Dame, who hasn't lost a game. You have Clemson, who's lost a game. Now, Kevin and I always get into the debate or the conversation of how much, you know, you know I, I think sometimes we make things too, uh, you know, yes or no. We make things too simple. A loss is bad no matter what, and a win is great no matter what. That's not always the case. That's what makes the college football playoff so interesting, that a loss is not always a loss, and a win is not always a win. For example, look how many wins BYU has. They're at number 14. Look how many wins Cincinnati has. They have just as many wins as Ohio State, to note it. Well, they have more. But you know what I mean? Like, they're, they're undefeated. They haven't lost. But we're not going to, I mean, in my eyes, they have been rewarded for their wins. That's why they're even in the conversation for the college football playoff to begin with, even though we all know that I think that the committee is just basically playing nice with the Bearcats and BYU, even though they disrespected BYU, which we'll talk about in a moment. But when it comes to Ohio State, Wins are not always, I mean, you've you got to really kind of weigh the, the weight of a win, and you really got to weigh the weight of a loss. Clemson's loss, okay, they, they're the only team in the top four that has a loss on the season. Now, I'm not defending Clemson, but what I like to do is, you know that old saying of treat others how you wish to be treated? That's kind of what I'm doing with Clemson a little bit. Because I look at Clemson, and I look at the scenario that they are in, and I'm like, they are the Ohio State Buckeyes. They are a team that has one legit game on their schedule, although right now Clemson had a legit game on their schedule, the one legit game that Ohio State had on their schedule. Penn State hasn't won a game yet this year. Indiana helped by picking up the slack, but whether we like it or not, you look at the respect that they got. They're sitting in at number 12 right now in the latest playoff rankings. But Ohio, you know, when you look at Clemson, I see Ohio State. I see a team that is very you know, a team that's not going to get a lot of help from their schedule. I see a team that is loaded with talent. I see two programs that when you look at them, you can use the saying, I don't need to them I don't need to see them play somebody to know that they are somebody. But at the same time, sometimes a loss can help you more than the wins can help you. And I look at Clemson losing to Notre Dame, as basically being a stronger boost on their resume than any win that Ohio State has as crazy as that sounds and that includes a win over a top, uh, top 9 team a top 10 team at the time in Indiana who's coming in at number 12 now Indi- for whatever reason ohio state's top 10 win over indiana didn't really seem to carry a lot of weight but then again we you know i'm playing by your rules everyone tells me that the ap poll means absolutely nothing but yet you're telling me for weeks on out that the AP poll means nothing, but you're waving the flag of, yeah, well, Ohio State had a top 10 win. So now the poll means something. Now you're trying to convince me that the AP poll means something. Now you're trying to convince me that Indiana being at number nine in the AP poll, you are trying to convince me that that was a good win, that that was a legit top 10 win. Because I thought for the first however many weeks of the season, whether it be the full college football season or the five for the the Big Ten, I have been told that the AP poll means nothing. But now it means something because you don't like where Clemson's placed, and you're trying to wave the flag of, yeah, well, look at Indiana." They got re- this is the problem for Ohio State against Indiana. They played a good caliber opponent in Indiana, but Ohio State played bad. Like the committee watched Ohio State. They watched how poorly they played defensively. There's no excuses to make about it, folks. They did not play well defensively. Um you look at Alabama and how perfectly I mean they, they they're really really good on both sides of the ball. You can't really you can't really knock Alabama. You could hate Alabama because they're Alabama. But there's really no weaknesses to Alabama. They're the most complete team in college football. Notre Dame, not really sold on Notre Dame. But, man, they had the number one team in the country on their home field. Took them to triple overtime and got the W. They have the best win of anyone in the country. I think that's good enough to put them at number two. Clemson, although they have a loss, they lose to Notre Dame on the road without their starting quarterback, without some of their key top defensive pieces. So this goes back to my point from earlier. I want to treat people the way I want to be treated. I want to treat Clemson the way I want the Buckeyes to be treated. Clemson's loss actually helped them over Ohio State, who hasn't lost a game, because Clemson's getting the benefit of the doubt because they were the number one team in the country. The only reason in the eyes of the committee and myself, and like, see, this is the thing. Every Buckeye fan out there likes to rip on Notre Dame. But to to really accomplish what you want to accomplish, you have to convince yourself that Notre Dame's pretty good. Because you can't tell me that Clemson, uh, you can't tell me that Notre Dame isn't good, but then talk about how Notre Dame was going to win that game no matter what, whether whether Clemson had Trevor Lawrence and those defensive pieces or not. Because that's not true. I look at Ohio State, and if they were without Justin Fields, let's say Justin Fields tests positive for COVID and has to miss a game or two, let's be clear, Ohio State wouldn't fare so well without him. All right? They would struggle. And now that I'm seeing how weak that defense is against legit teams, I'm not worried about Illinois, All right, but now that I see how how questionable the Buckeyes' defense is, most notably that secondary, I'm like, man, if they were without Justin Fields, they would probably lose a game. They would, pro- they would have lost to Indiana. And I say that because we have no clue who the hell Jack Miller is. I have no clue who C.J. Stroud is. I know who they are. I know what they've done, but I don't know who they are with the Buckeye jersey on. No idea. No idea. So, to me, without Justin Fields, the Buckeyes probably lose a game. Maybe not to Illinois, not to Maryland, but to Indiana. They lose to Indiana without Justin Fields, no questions asked. No questions asked. And if they would have lost to Indiana without Justin Fields, and the college football playoff poll comes out, I would have been adamant, that Ohio State should not get penalized for a loss without their quarterback because with Justin Fields they are clearly a top 4 team in the country. With Trevor Lawrence, Clemson is clearly the number 1, number 2 team in the country, but because they lost, they're still going to give them the benefit of the doubt. My thing is this, Clemson, had they beat Notre Dame, they're they're still the number 1 team in the country. I mean, we're mad because Clemson's one spot ahead of Ohio State. You're really trying to convince yourself that Clemson is not the second best team in the country. The only reason that Notre Dame is ahead of them in the rankings is because they beat Clemson, even though you know you—it's all hypocritical of the committee, really. We're going to punish Notre Dame. Alright, we're gonna punish Clemson for losing to Notre Dame, even though we know that Clemson's better than Notre Dame, we know that they're probably still the number one or number two team in the country. So there's just so many counterproductive points that they're using to measure all of this. All I know is is that I was not angry when I saw this poll last night, and it's the most wonderful time of the year. Is what I tweeted out last night. It's the most wonderful time of the year, and I'm not talking about the holidays. I'm talking about the oh the ESPN bias. The ESPN, you know, the ESPN network hates the Buckeyes. Folks, I need to get this through to you right now. If you are one of those people that truly believe ESPN hates Ohio State, I don't think you understand how business works. ESPN wants the secondary for Ohio State to be good enough for them to justify them putting them in the top one or two. Period. And Ohio State's still top four. If the playoffs started today, Ohio State's in. What's the big deal? What are you mad about? There's not an ESPN bias. The bottom line is, is outside of the Indiana team that they played, the other three opponents for Ohio State have have all combined two wins on the season. Penn State hasn't won a game. Rutgers is Rutgers. All right? Let's just stop. All right? Nebraska is not who we thought they were going to be. All right? So Nebraska's bad. Rutgers is Rutgers. Penn State was supposed to have more weight, you know, mean more to it. But let's be clear, right, you know, they're 0-5. I get why they put Ohio State at number four. But the reason I'm not freaking out, folks, is because when the poll is done, when the final poll comes out, Ohio State would have, what, they would have be, so they're 4-0, they'd be 5-6-7, they're going to be 8-0. and They're going to have a Big Ten championship under their belt. And I think that's going to be pretty tough to convince me that they are not at least the third best team in the country right now. Alabama one, Clemson two, Ohio State's. And I will say this because people think I'm hating. I'm getting private messages on Facebook. They're like, I don't want to embarrass you in the chat section. Or this is, one guy just messaged me now saying, I don't. I'm going to give him a shout out too. His name's Tyler. Tyler says, I don't want to embarrass you in the chat, so I'm just going to tell you how stupid you're being privately. The fact that you're defending Clemson just shows that you're part of the ESPN bias. We know who signs your paychecks. Let's be clear. ESPN doesn't sign my paychecks. I know that's kind of crazy to think about. ESPN doesn't sign my paychecks. Uh, Let's be clear. Alpha Media signs my paychecks. But thank you for at least thinking that highly of me, that I could work for the network. I appreciate that. Um, No, I'm not hating on Ohio State. Alabama should be one. Clemson should be two. Notre Dame has no business being at the top where they are, but they do have the best win in the country, so I get it. The, The committee was kind of in a conundrum, but Alabama one, Clemson two, Ohio State three, Notre Dame four, period. Back to the comment section. Billy Wright says, "Uh, where did this go? Let me make sure I can read this. There it is. Neutral field. I'm taking Indiana over Notre Dame. Oh, Billy, I'm with you. Uh, I'm taking Indiana over Notre Dame as well. I, I think that the committee putting Notre or Indiana at number twelve and putting a two-loss Georgia team ahead of them is absolutely embarrassing." You know, I don't like to rip the committee too much because I think more times than not they get it right. I think it's rare that they ever get it wrong. I think they got this one wrong on a lot of different accounts. Um, Having Indiana at number 12 is wrong. I I think that's wrong. Um, I think that Indiana should be in the top 10. I think that Indiana should actually be where Northwestern is. I know that Northwestern is undefeated. Uh, Northwestern going to win over, um, you know, Wisconsin. Actually, forget that. I know this is going to anger people, but I think that, you know, Indiana should still be at number seven where Cincinnati is. Indiana proved more to me. Indiana proved to me that they actually can compete with the big dogs. Indiana almost beat Ohio State. What has Georgia done this year? Georgia's been blown out. Texas A&M, they've been blown out. Florida, you know, they have a loss uh, that they haven't been blown out. But you see my point. The bottom line is, is that Indiana should be ranked higher than where they are. I think it's disrespectful to have them out there. And the other problem I have with the committee is when you look at where Cincinnati comes in at number seven, and then you look at all the way to number 14, BYU, I'm not going to lie. BYU and Cincinnati, they're, they go hand in hand. So... Either they really, really love Cincinnati or they really, really hate BYU because those two two teams are the exact same. Those two programs are the same program. They have the same boring, blah resume. They are a cute underdog story that everyone just wants a reason to feel good about something right now. I get it that the virus is just making everyone feel miserable. I get it. Everyone's upset. But the bottom line is, is right now, there's only four college football playoff spots. It's, I mean, that's that that's some prime real estate right there. When you only have four college football playoff spots, we don't have time for the Bear Kittens. We don't have time for BYU. And I think it's absolutely ridiculous. By the way, if BYU and Cincinnati were ranked about 7 and 8, I could at least say I, dis- I disagree with the committee, but at least that they're being consistent and keeping them side by side. But the fact that they have BYU at 14 and Cincinnati all the way at number seven to me that just shows that they have no idea what they're doing because what has Cincinnati done to prove that they are seven spots better than BYU? Well, I, I don't get that. Uh, Nick uh, Nick Noth on Facebook says so now people think there's a that, that there's mass sports reporting bias. Crazy. Uh, there's always, I mean, every year everyone thinks that Ohio State hate, that the the ESPN hates Ohio State and that they're out to punish them. I don't, I don't really view this as Ohio State being punished, to be honest with you. I look at this and I see Ohio State, uh, a team that is 4-0. Um, That has played a few less games than some of the others who are in contention right now. I think they have some major flaws on that defensive on the defensive side of the ball. I think their secondary needs a lot of help. Um, You know the linebackers have been called into question at times, and then you know when the the linebackers have a good game, the secondary plays bad. When the secondary has an okay game, the linebackers play bad. The defense needs help. The pass rush is nowhere near what it was a year ago. No, it's nowhere near what it's been the last couple of years. All right, We've been spoiled with the greatness of the Buckeye defense over the years. And by the way, just because they're not as great as they've been in years past, that does not say anything bad about Ryan Day or this Buckeye team. It just means that, hey, eventually when you lose that much talent, it catches up with you. Every once in a while, you're going to hit a peak year where, okay, losing too much talent is going to hurt you a little bit, but they'll be fine moving forward. I'm not really worried about that big picture. But for this year's small picture, Ohio State's in trouble defensively. Not against Illinois, not against Michigan State. Hell, not even against that team up north. But whoever they run into, come college football playoff time, it can get ugly as far as the high-scoring affair that the game can be. We could end up watching Alabama and Ohio State in a shootout. I believe look, Alabama's defense is good, but I don't think they're stopping Justin Fields. So, and you know, Alabama's offense is good. Ohio State's defense is bad. I could see a one-versus-four shootout. I could see Ohio State-Alabama final being in the 40s. I could see that happening. But the bottom line is, regardless of the defensive deficiencies that Ohio State has, they're top four. And they probably are the number four team, at least right now, based on resumes. Notre Dame is not better than Ohio State, but Notre Dame has a win over the number one team in the country, or at least according to these playoff rankings, the number three team in the country, which is the best win of them all. You have to reward the best wins, but when you reward the best wins, you also got to be realistic that sometimes teams don't even have a good win. Ohio State has a good win. But that's against the number 12 team in the country. Maybe this is where people think the bias comes in is, hey, we got to prop Georgia up. If we put Georgia in the top 10, we can convince people that Alabama has a top 10 win over Georgia, blew out the top 10 opponent, and that's how we could justify putting them at number one can entertain that idea i just don't think that's what's going on i think that one can happen without the other i think the committee could be dumb about georgia not dumb about alabama if you're trying to convince me alabama's not the number one team in the country you're trying too hard to hate if you're trying to convince me that clemson's not the number at least number two clemson is the number two team in the country period they just couldn't put clemson at number two because notre dame has beaten them otherwise ohio state would be you know ha- ha- blame clemson by the way because if clemson beats notre dame Clemson's still probably number one. Alabama's number two. Ohio State's three and possibly Notre Dame. Notre Dame's not even in the playoff conversation at that point if they lose to Clemson. Texas A&M and Florida probably divvying it out, fighting it out for that spot right there. It's going to be fun. And let's be clear, I don't know how much of a realistic shot Northwestern has. They have a path to get there. It's just a matter of whether they can. I don't think that anyone's fearing Northwestern in the Big Ten title game, but that does look like it's going to be a top ten showdown come the Big Ten championship when we get there here just under a month from now. Back to the Facebook feed again. I lied. We are going to keep the phones off for momentarily until I can get someone in here to help me out with that. So as soon as we get that taken care of, we will open up the phone lines. But back to the Facebook reaction. By the way, head to Facebook, search The Justin Kinder Show, jump in on the conversation there. Billy Wright says uh, it should be Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Notre Dame absolutely i I agree with you wholeheartedly uh i well I agree with you to the standpoint of those are the that 's the order of the best teams like I believe Alabama is the best if we 're going to rank the best teams the best teams i 'm going to put alabama one Clemson two Ohio State three and notre dame behind them even though i would still probably pick florida over notre dame i would pick indiana over Notre. i think no i mean billy you said it a little bit ago indiana you're taking indiana over notre dame in a neutral field i would take indiana over notre dame now with limited fans in the stands at these games um so that's kind of where i am there andy lawrence he says he's the big 10 commissioner and he says that it should be number one ohio state number two indiana number three northwest come on andy you're going to be the the commissioner of delusional, right there, my friend. Steve Stetler says, uh, "Bucks fan forever, but they deserve to be four right now." Finally, we have someone who's you know realistic. Folks, do you realize? I mean, and by the way, Buckeye fans, we're high maintenance. We want. I mean, we know we're great. We know Ohio State knows that they're great. We don't want to be told we're number four. You know, other teams. I mean, Notre Dame, they're just happy to be invited to the dance, right? They're just happy to be invited into the party. They don't care that they're not in the VIP room. They're just happy to be at the party. Ohio State's mad that they're invited to the party but not the VIP room. Don't worry. Your invite to the VIP room is coming here shortly. Steve Keaton says OSU would get rolled by Alabama with the secondary's current form. Uh, Steve, I agree that the secondary would be picked apart by Alabama. But I don't believe Ohio State would get rolled. Here's why. Alabama's defense is very good ohio state 's offense is just that much better They're, like there 's really not a defense in college football that is built to stop the most high powered offenses in the country there 's not a defense out there that 's going to slow down Ohio State. The reason that you are going to see now you're i mean i 'm saying that I mean Justin Fields turned the ball over three times this past weekend. If you take those three interceptions away from Justin Fields, Ohio State wins that one way way more easier than what they than what they ultimately ended up doing there's one possession win but I think I don't think I ever truly felt Indiana was going to take that game. Uh, they were just that gnat that wouldn't go away. That's kind of how I felt about Indiana. But good for them for making it a game, by the way. But I do not believe there's a defense out there built to stop Ohio State. But to be fair, I don't think there's a defense out there to stop Trevor Lawrence. And I don't think there's a defense out there to stop Mac Jones in Alabama. So, Steve, although I agree with you that, you know, that Ohio State's secondary would just be ripped to shreds by Bama's offense, I believe Justin Fields would still have success against Alabama's defense. I think they'll have success against Clemson's defense. I just think Ohio State's capable of beating anyone in the country. We know that. It's just a matter of, will they have the ball last? That's basically what it comes down to. My thing is, is Ohio State's secondary needs to be, but when you want to claim yourself as DBU, you can't have off years like this. And that's the problem I'm having with that is because if Ohio State loses in 2020, it's going to be because of that secondary. Anderson says, they are right where they belong, still have a lot of improving to do, and they will get it all together when it matters. Defense needs improving, and quarterback needs to take better care of the ball. It, absolutely, and and Justin Fields definitely needs to take better care of the ball, but I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, I, I think that, you know, Justin Fields threw three interceptions all of last season. He threw three in one game. Everyone's going to have a bad game. If you remember last year, we were ripping Trevor Lawrence to shreds because he was just, he was playing horribly to start the season, and I'm not saying Fields is Playing horribly, But Trevor Lawrence had some really questionable games to start last season. They were winning those games, by the way. Um, and we were ripping him to shreds. Now we're starting to see Justin Fields have some questionable games. Not, not games. One game. Let's be clear. One game. Uh, I, I'm okay with a player having a bad game. We got to stop with the mindset of he's playing to win a Heisman. I don't give a rip about a Heisman. Uh, it's a nice little trophy for the player to put, uh, you know, up on the shelf after their playing days are done. That's it means more to them. It means more to their teammates. But to me, as a fan, I don't care about a player winning a Heisman. I don't. And I feel at times that they are trying to to call a game that is going to put him in Heisman contention as far as instead of calling a game that makes sense, run the ball. If I mean they they ran for over you know three hundred yards or whatever it was against Indiana this past weekend. But it really took a while. It was really stubborn of Ryan Day before he finally emphasized the run, before he bought into the run. I'm like, Justin Fields threw three interceptions that didn't need to happen because they were just trying to force feed the ball down the field as opposed to establishing the offense early with the run, something that I think they need to focus on more so moving forward and Anderson said as long as his bad game was the last one I think look I think he's going to have a fine game against Illinois because it's Illinois and because Justin Fields is great so I'm not worried about that Michigan State uh, you know I'm going to respect a Mel Tucker coach team I think that the team plays hard for him I think that Ohio State's always going to get every team's best shot I think that's why they got Rutgers best shot I think they're going to get Illinois' best shot in Michigan State so I think Michigan State's going to provide more of a threat than than Illinois is Um, but you still got that team up north coming up around the corner that's going to be interesting All right, it's the Justin Kenner Show with Kev Nash, minus Kev Nash, at least for this week, right here on 1510 ESPN Radio. We're going to step away for a few moments. When we come back, we'll dive into more. I'm going to open up the phone lines at 457-9464. That way we can at least get to some of your calls and hear some of your takes. If we can't get through, you're always welcome to leave some of your comments and concerns and questions on the Justin Kenner Show Facebook feed, Go to Facebook, search the Justin Kinner Show, and you'll be able to jump right in uh, and leave that and leave your questions and comments right in there. We got a jam-packed show coming your way. We also have Mike Hartsock who's going to join us coming up around the corner, four o'clock. We'll chat with Mike Hartsock as he calls it a career after forty-one years. More of your calls, more of your reaction, NFL talk around the corner as well. Don't go anywhere.
5: Frickin' chicken
11: chunks, freaking chicken chunks, freaking chicken chunks, freaking chicken chunks. Twenty nine ninety nine chicken chunks.
1: Bring in the season with four pounds of freaking chicken chunks. Buy a twenty five dollars Frickers gift card and get five freaking bonus bucks free. The ho ho home for fun, food, sports, and spirits is Frickers. chicken chunks,
12: chicken chunks, It's time for some straight talk. Look, we all drop our phones. It happens. You fumble it, crack it, splash it. Well, Straight Talk Wireless now offers this new platinum unlimited plan that includes phone protection. Just 65 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, and data, plus 20 gigs of hotspot, 100 gigs of cloud storage, and more. All on the best network. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract. No compromise. See mobile protect terms and conditions at Asurion.com slash Straight Talk. Limitations and
9: exclusions apply. Hi, I'm Brooke Burke. Do you ever consider just how important your feet are? They're quite literally the foundation of your body, and if you don't take care of them, you're asking for problems. That's why I wear Skechers new Arch Fit shoes. Skechers teamed up with podiatrists to make a shoe that provides total foot and arch support. They used 20 years of data to design a podiatrist-certified insole that distributes support across the arch no matter what foot type you have, providing extreme comfort. Get Skechers new Arch Fit at a Skechers store near you, Skechers.com, or wherever stylish shoes are sold. Whether you rent or own, GEICO makes it easy to bundle
4: home and auto insurance. Having a home is hard work, so get a quote at GEICO.com. Easy.
13: All those mouths to feed. So many different cravings. Hmm. In a world filled with endless dinner options, lives a family ravaged by anger. The answer lies with one man. No, not just a man. A king. A pizza king. Get a large Casano's Deluxe Pizza for $15.99 or a large pepperoni for just $12.99. Call 294-KING and see for yourself why the proof is in the taste. Pizza
4: king. Mrs. Claus here. I used to shop online. Now I save money by getting fun and exciting gifts from a locally owned small business that beats Amazon. Where? At the Hobby Shop. Near the Dayton Mall. The Hobby Shop has the latest radio-controlled cars and trucks by Arma and the nicest trains by Athern. Keep your money local and save over the big guys by going to the Hobby Shop. The Hobby Shop, a quarter mile north of Dayton Mall, directly across the street from Lowe's, next to Ollie's. For your safety in these COVID times, the Hobby Shop offers curbside pickup. Call 937 436-6161.
0: Cordell Transportation is now hiring for brand new home Dilly dedicated lanes. Earn up to $1,620 per week. A $2,000 sign on bonus, medical, dental, vision, company paid life insurance. Apply online at CordellTransportation.com.
11: Listen to this radio station on the Radio.com app. Connect with your favorite radio shows through contests, social media, and podcasts. Create custom alarms with your favorite radio stations, all free with the Radio.com app.
13: Welcome to Tire Discounters. Oh,
11: hiya, Phantom.
13: Hi, Mike. Hey, do you like to save big bucks? I like big bucks. Uh-huh. I cannot lie. And <laughs> the other brothers can't deny, right? What? Well, let's just say that right now you can save big bucks on major brand tires. I like big bucks. And you cannot lie. Why would I lie, Mike? Never
14: mind.
15: Stop by Tire Discounters and save up to 150 big bucks on select major brands,
0: plus a free alignment with a standard four-tire installation. Tire!
13: Don't put it off any longer. You know it's time. Time for a bathroom upgrade by Bath Creations. Bath Creations, serving the greater Dayton and Cincinnati area, is a leader in bathroom renovations, providing the best value in bath and shower remodeling, and proudly made in the USA. With Bath Creations, you get a beautiful, modern bathroom that is safe, comfortable, and affordable. Attention first responders, veterans, and active military. Save $500 off your purchase. Visit on Poe Avenue in Dayton or online at mybathcreations.com. And upgrade today.
9: Attention Class A
4: CDL drivers. Looking to be more than just a number? Yoel Transportation and Dayton is looking for drivers with at least one and a half years experience. Yoel has open positions for no tarp flatbed drivers and no-touch regional or local van drivers. Yoel is ELD compliant and offers 401K with match, medical, dental, vision, holiday pay, vacation, safety bonuses, and now has a rider policy. Call Rick or Joe at 937-294-5933 and ask about the $5,000 sign-on bonus today.
16: Hi, Joey Beckett here at Buckeye Ford in Sydney, home of the Works Package and the Double Take Tire Specials. Call today for your appointment, 937-419-8473 or 1-800-700-0050. Buckeye Ford in Sydney, exit 92 off of I-75. We'll see you soon. Here, Black Friday, every day at Menards.
15: Doors open Friday at 6 a.m. These amazing deals last through December 6th. Get power and performance with a Masterforce Drill and Impact Driver Kit for $119. A 5-in-1 multi-position ladder is just $109. Power your devices with a 30-pack of AC Delco Double or Triple batteries, only $299. Menards Black Friday deals are good through December 6th. In-store only, while supplies last.
5: Save big money at Menards.
1: My name is Kate Courtley, and this is my new show, Can You Survive This Podcast? I'll be drawing on my years as a former Navy SEAL platoon commander, sniper, and CIA contractor. The show is designed to teach you techniques that will increase your chances of survival if you happen to find yourself or your family in any life-threatening disaster scenario imaginable.
17: Subscribe and listen for
1: free on Apple Podcasts. Can You Survive This Podcast?
9: Cleveland State women's basketball coach Chris Kilsmeyer, COVID survivor.
18: I was fatigued, just like every other basketball coach in March, but didn't think about getting sick. I woke up one night with the worst pains and chills I'd ever experienced. I tested positive for coronavirus and immediately self-quarantined. I got worse and worse and checked into the hospital. Multiple times I said, I don't want to die. We know what works. We know how to fight this, but it's going to take all of us. Doing the right thing every single day. Sponsored by the Ohio Hospital Association.
7: Staples has great deals on the hottest brands and must-have gifts for working or learning from home. Shop in-store or pick up curbside at stores and save big at Staples.
5: NFL fans, the season is finally here. Get your picks submitted at wingam.com. Click on Contest and enter the Pro Football Challenge. Weekly winners will win $20 in Frickers Fun Bucks. Get to wingam.com and get your NFL pick submitted now. Touchdown! Incredible! Good luck. Whether you're at home, at work, or in your car, tune in to ESPN 1410 Wing AM or stream us live at wingam.com. <laughs>
10: everybody welcome back justin Kinner with you here on 1410 espn radio and of course coming at you live on facebook twitter and espn dayton's youtube channel it's the justin Kinner show with kev nash kev nash out uh for the week he will return next week so excited to be hanging out with you here this afternoon again we're going to take all reactions comments and anything we're discussing in the comment section in the facebook feed so head to Facebook, search The Justin Kinner Show, follow, like, or like and follow along, and be a part of what we do each and every afternoon from 3 to 6 here uh, on 1410 ESPN Radio. How about college basketball officially tipping off today? I, I tell you what, I, I mean, is, I really felt this way about college football as it got started, where I was like, I'm not going to emotionally invest into college football until I actually start seeing a few games. And although there's been a, a lot of games that have been postponed and that have been, you know, canceled or, just, you know, just moved... We've had great football every single weekend. And I think that we started to hit the panic button when it came to college basketball. But right now, going on, where there's officially college basketball being played, Ohio State right now is up 72-44 to over Illinois State. There's been a lot of blowouts. It's been a lot of ugly basketball. But you know what 2020 has really taught me is that ugly basketball is still better than no basketball. But the number 23 team in the country, the Ohio State Buckeyes, uh, Chris Holtman and company doing their thing. Now, just a reminder... We will carry every Ohio State basketball game moving forward. Uh, this this week, of course, not uh, just a couple just changes at in, in, in the station throughout the week. We will begin carrying all Buckeye basketball games moving forward, as well as every Buckeye football game. Uh, coaches show, and of course, um, the Buckeye Roundtable every Monday. And of course, we had the Ryan Day coaches show earlier this afternoon, as as opposed to tomorrow, mainly because obviously, well, tomorrow's a very important day. It's National Eating Day. Uh, It's Thanksgiving. So that's kind of what's going on there. But keep that in mind. No Buckeye basketball, at least on wing this week, but Ohio State should get two games in. UD basketball, we'll touch on that coming up here later on in the show, solely from talking out loud. We'll be hanging out with us. We got some big news about uh, that as well. In fact, we're going to be kind of hanging out, um, you know, by UD uh, for a few home games this, uh, not a few home games, for a few games this season. We're going to be out at Timothy's Bar and Grill uh, for a couple UD tailgate shows. So we'll have more information coming up for you later on in the show about that. So really excited. uh, As of course, Sully is going to be doing the show and hanging out with us out there, uh, Timothy's Bar and Grill. In fact, I was just out there today taking a look around, uh, getting pumped up for where we're going to be as far as getting set up out there. for some big games coming up around the corner. How about SMU uh, on the 5th? And, then, of course, they added outcorn State to at least be able to pa- add more games to the schedule, which is also very important. I know I like to poke fun at the schedules. I have my fun with poking fun at the schedules. But ultimately, as I mentioned earlier, if ugly basketball is better than no basketball. Boring opponents is still better than no, bo- than no opponents whatsoever. So we'll talk about that. More coming up with Sully here around the corner. All right, let's get back to this because I got a couple messages during the break. About uh, the the rankings so the rankings officially came out last night and there was really no big surprises I'm going to touch on this one more time and then we'll dive back into the college football playoff rankings more with ESPN's Adam Rittenberg coming up in hour number three My uh, Mike is gonna call in and join us coming up here about 15 minutes from now So Alabama number one, Notre Dame number two, Clemson three, Ohio State four. Now just to be clear yesterday on this show, I said, "Here's what my college football top ten is going to look like." Okay, and my college football top ten had Alabama one, Notre Dame two, Clemson three, Ohio State four. That was my exact, uh, you know, that was my exact ranking system, at least for the top four. I don't think that was that hard to figure out. I also had, you know, Texas A and M at five, and I also had Florida at six. And, you know, you take a look at, you know, what I also had two coming in at number seven. I had Oregon, Northwestern. You know, of course, they were able to crack the top ten. I know Indiana, I know USC. I think you're going to see more uh, Pac-12 love in the coming weeks. I think they did need to see just a little bit more uh, from teams like, obviously, Oregon, from teams like USC. I think that those teams have a shot here. Um, and when I start looking at the top ten, I'm always like, okay, well, if, forget the top ten. Look at the top 25. If Penn State is who they were supposed to be. They're in the top 10. Who are they replacing? Now, you could say Northwestern. Uh, but Northwestern may not be there, but at the same time, I don't see North or Penn State being at number eight. Maybe Penn State's coming in uh, with one loss to Ohio State coming in, probably where Cincinnati is. I think Cincinnati gets bumped by Penn State if they are winning games the way that they are supposed to. Let's say Michigan only had one loss on the season. Let's say they lost their rivalry game to Michigan State, but they beat the teams that they were supposed to after that. You know they're probably in the top 10 as well. Michigan's probably bumping Northwestern, right? I mean, it just you got to really look at how all of this is playing out um and say okay, well if the teams that are, you know, normally that you anticipate being in the top, if they're playing at that level, who would they replace? And I'm looking at the top 10 and I'm like Cincinnati is really, I mean Cincinnati, they need to really send a huge thank you card to Penn State. Because Cincinnati has no business coming in at number seven. And I say that because obviously I'm a Cincinnati hater. No, I mean, that's what I get labeled, but I'm not. To me, Cincinnati has no business coming in at number seven, mainly because BYU is coming in at number 14. As they emphasize to open up the show, I think Cincinnati and BYU are a package deal. I think they're the same exact team. I think any time you could justify putting Cincinnati in the top 10 without playing anybody, how could you not do the same thing for BYU? How could you not do that for BYU? I'll tell you why. Cincinnati's more intriguing. Cincinnati actually gets better ratings. I saw a little graphic today that said here's an explanation as to why Cincinnati's in the top 10 and BYU is not. And they held the TV ratings for Cincinnati games versus BYU games. So for people out there that like to talk about the biases involved, I tell you the reason I disagree with you that the bias exists against Ohio State is because the bias that actually exists when push comes to shove is which team is going to benefit us more. Cincinnati, from a brand perspective, in my opinion, is more appealing and more sexier than BYU. BYU is bled. They're boring. That's why they're at number 14. Cincinnati should be at number 14 with them. Number 14 should have BYU slash Cincinnati. They're the same team. They're the same resume. They're in the same situation. They both have the same shot at winning the playoff. What I believe the committee is doing right now is throwing Cincinnati a bone because my problem moving forward is Northwestern's going to lose a game. Florida is the most likely going to lose another game. Texas A&M could possibly lose another game. All right, so Alabama is going to run into these teams coming up. All right, Notre Dame could potentially lose again to Clemson. All of this chaos can happen around Cincinnati. And they're still not getting in because what's going to happen is is they're going to justify Miami out of the ACC and rightfully so, uh, being right up in the mix. You also are going to have a one-loss Indiana team who only lost by seven to what is now the number four team in the country in Indiana. You're going to have an undefeated Oregon team or a USC team in the mix in the conversation when that's all said and done. So, I disagree. I think that the committee is throwing a bone to Cincinnati by putting them at number seven just so that they could feel better about where they stand when it comes to this particular situation. What doesn't make sense is why they push BYU all the way back to 14. And what is it about Oregon that you could put them at number 15 and not put them any higher than that? So if Oregon wins again this coming up weekend, all of a sudden now because they have one more win regardless of who they play, that all of a sudden puts them in the top ten? Like what are we looking for here? What is the true criteria? I have never been a fan of a top 25 ranking system. The reason that we here at the station and again our role our polls mean nothing, our rankings mean absolutely nothing. Um but the reason we do the top 10 is because I do believe that the only spots that matter, the only spots that actually have any weight to them whatsoever, it's it's the top 10. No one cares about no one cares about number 15. The only reason we're talking about number 14 is because we're surprised that 14 has BYU while Cincinnati's at number seven. That's the only reason we're talking about that. You know, we're surprised that Indiana bumped all the way back to number 12. They have no business being at number 12. They have one loss, and their one loss is against Ohio State, and they only lost by seven. But you look at Georgia, who has two losses, including a blowout loss to the number one team in the country, already proving that they don't belong to be in the conversation with the top four teams in the country, somehow is above it. The top 10 is the only 10 is the only teams that matter in my opinion when you look big picture and how all of this is set up when it comes to the rankings. But head to Facebook, jump in the comment section, jump on board, your thoughts, what was your biggest takeaway from last night's college football playoff reveal? My biggest takeaway is that there is no such thing as a bias against Ohio State. Your egos have to be extremely high for your team if you think that ESPN is below Ohio State and that they would actually pick against them. They want to pick Ohio State. The committee wants Ohio State to be good. They want Ohio State to be DBU. They want Ohio State in the playoff. Ohio State brings ratings. Ohio State's a cash cow. Why would they root against Ohio State? Although the ACC network and the, regardless of whether it's the ACC network, the SEC network, the bottom line is is it doesn't matter about the ACC. It doesn't matter about the SEC. All that matters is the CFP, and that's the college football playoff. That's it. You don't need to be in the ACC or the SEC for ESPN to make money off of you. They would make money off the Big Ten. And I'm going to reverse this, by the way. Because you people like to call hip, you know, you people like to call about a, you know, talk about a bias. Here's my problem with the mindset of trying to convince people that there's a bias. You look at a guy like Joel Klatt. Joel Klatt last night, I mean, he's upset. All right, but Joel Klatt's pretty upset. I mean, he he hits Twitter and and he's you know pretty frustrated about everything, and he goes on to say, "How dare Ohio State give up 35 points to a top 10 team with a dynamic passer and one of the best receivers in the nation." That's talking about Ohio State. He goes on to say, it's pretty clear to me that Clemson is better after their last two games, a solid six-point win over Boston College and a loss to Notre Dame. All right. Joel Klatt is doing what you are accusing ESPN of doing. Joel Klatt is going to, of course, overhype Ohio State. Not overhype, because Ohio State doesn't need to be overhyped, but... He is going to take the Ohio State side. He's going to take the Big Ten side because of the relationship that Fox has with Big Ten. Right? I could play this game, too. If you're going to play the game of ESPN's out to get Ohio State because they're with the SEC-ACC alliance, then you know what? Then I'm going to say, well, then who's to say why why is their opinion not credible? And why is Fox's opinion credible? Because it goes back to what I've always talked about, and of course I know politics is a no-no, and I'm not really going there, but let's be clear. The only reason that you watch CNN is because CNN tells you what you want to hear. The only reason that you want to watch Fox is because, well, Fox tells you what you want to hear. You know, you watch Fox because you want Fox to tell you that your presidential candidate is the best guy in the world, and you watch CNN because they're going to tell you that you have the best candidate in the world. That's what we do. So I'm not going to watch ESPN anymore because they're not credible. Well, why aren't they credible? Well, because they said Ohio State's bad. Oh, so because they pointed out that a team that has big deficiencies in the secondary and that outside of Indiana their other three opponents have a combined win record of two wins, a win total of two, that makes them not credible. I don't get that. You want See, and that's what we do. We do that in the world of politics. We only tune into the networks that tell us what we want to hear. We tune into the networks that will ignore all the bad about the other candidate. And I'm not picking a particular side here, folks. I'm just telling you that's what we do, right? Both CNN, very one-sided. Fox, very one-sided. All right? And I don't want to hear from the people that are like, not me. I have a free mind. I could watch both and understand what I... Stop. We all do it. We're all human. We want to be comfortable. We want to we want to eat the foods that taste the best to us. If you want, you know, you don't go you don't go looking for food that is bad. You don't sit there and say, "Oh, I only want to eat the food that tastes good, but I also like to eat food that tastes bad because I like to be more open-minded about." It. No, you eat the food that you like. You like to listen to the type of music you like. You don't sit there and say, well, I want to be more well-rounded, so I'm going to listen to music. I don't know. You listen to the things you like. You watch the things you like. You eat the things you like. You play the things you like. You hang out with the people you like. That's what we do. There is no ESPN bias, folks. ESPN does not have have it out for Ohio State. Ohio State doesn't have a problem uh, you know, Ohio State doesn't need to be looking over their shoulder for ESPN coming to get them. What ESPN what Ohio State needs to do is worry about their secondary. They need to make sure Justin Fields isn't throwing three interceptions in a game. That's what they need to worry about. Because I'm watching Joe Klatt, who I don't have a problem with by the way. I just laugh when I see people do the Joe Klatt, he's better than anyone at ESPN. Why is that? Joe Klatt's amazing talent, by the way. I could literally sit him when he's on Colin Cowherd's show. Uh, I could literally sit down. I could sit and listen to him talk football for hours. He's fantastic. So is Kirk Herbstreit. So is Chris Fowler. All right. So is Joey Galloway. So so are all those guys, man. All right. You can maybe rank them of who you find more entertaining or whatnot, but to sit there and question that their intelligence when it comes to the sport of football, I think is a little. That's a little risque of you guys, like that. That's a little hoity toity, right? Right? Like, come on. There is no bias. There is no bias. It's just that ESPN really, honestly, when they say something good about the SEC, it just might be because the SEC is better. When they say more good things about Alabama than Ohio State this year, it's not because of a bias. It's because Alabama's better, at least as of right now. Bottom line. But Joe Klatt, he's doing the same thing for Fox Sports as what you think Kirk Kerb Street and company is doing for ESPN. When really all they're doing is just voicing their opinions on certain teams. Some guys are just sick of the other of all the teams getting the same amount of credit over and over. But as far as that goes, taking a shot at Clemson, saying that oh that they're better than Ohio State because they you know a solid six point win over Boston College. Folks, this is where I was asking you earlier. Let's be clear: if Ohio State lost Justin Fields for two weeks, and let's say. They have – Illinois is really bad. I can't respect them. Let's say that Ohio State narrowly beats without Justin Fields in two weeks. Knock on wood, this doesn't happen. But let's say Justin Fields has to miss a game because of COVID. And let's say Ohio State only beats Michigan State by six. And the committee comes out and says, you know what, Ohio State, you're out of the top four because you only beat them by six. You would lose your minds. You would lose your freaking minds, right? And I don't blame you. But you need to keep that same energy when it comes to Clemson. Clemson only beat Boston College by six without Trevor Lawrence. Now, you're probably saying, oh, well, it doesn't matter. They still should be beating Boston College by more. I kind of agree with you, but you're also looking at a program that is in year three with the quarterback that they have basically built an entire program around for the last two years, and in the matter of five days, they find out that they don't have their starting quarterback, and they have to put everything in the hands of a freshman. Yes, it doesn't surprise me that they came out a little sluggish against a Boston College team who, by the way... You wanna you wanna bash, but I've seen Buckeye fans be very who've been very praiseworthy of Boston College because, well, the once a buckeye, always a buckeye mindset of who is their particular head coach right now. My bottom my, my bottom line is this, and then I'm done with college football to the five o'clock hour. Stop hating on Clemson. Clemson's the real deal. And just because I say they're the real deal doesn't mean that I'm saying Ohio State's not the real deal. But Ohio but Clemson deserves to be at number three. They honestly Honestly, I want to put them at number two, but I can't justify putting them over the team that actually beat them, but they really are the number two team in the country. Clemson really is. Notre Dame's not really the number two team in the country, but as I've been saying for days and weeks, the college football playoff has never, ever, ever been about the four best teams. It's always been about the four best resumes, and that's what we have with that. All right, let's talk with Mike Hartsock. Mike Mike Hartsock calls it a career after 41 years at WHIO. Excited to hang out and spend some time with him. We tried to do our video interview for those of you who follow us on facebook of course sometimes throughout the week we will bring a guest on earlier throughout the day uh, just so you could tune in and watch the interview throughout the day and then of course we will re-air it later in the show but for this particular situation we tried to get mike on earlier in the day had some tech issues but he's going to call in here in just a few moments so we're going to chat with mike hartsock again a legendary sportscaster who's calling it a career after 40 years uh, with WHIO, I think it's been really cool. For one, WHIO did this really. Awesome, amazing job with this 10-minute tribute uh, to the career of Mike Hartsock. I really suggest you follow him on Twitter to find it. In fact, I'll go find it and retweet it so you could find it. It's really good. Um, but I learned a lot about Mike in that 10 minutes. I thought I knew a lot about him already, but I learned 10, uh, way more about him than I even knew before. And that really uh, just has, done a, has a fantastic career. Um, and I'm excited to chat with him when we come back. Mike Hartsock joins us next. Don't go anywhere. More of the Justin Kinner Show with Kev Nash. Hour 2 next.
5: It's the Justin Kinner Show with Kev Nash. Justin, you're awesome, baby. Right here on 1410 ESPN Radio.
2: There's no place like Home for the Holidays or HomeDepot.com for holiday decor with Black Friday prices inside and out, like artificial Christmas trees starting at just $39.98 or outside lights and playful inflatables to bring joy to the neighborhood. Order online and you'll even get free delivery. Holiday decorating improved with a wide assortment of holiday decor from HomeDepot.com. How doers get more done. Free standard shipping on most online orders over $45. Some exclusions apply while supplies last.
4: Starting route. Your destination is .1 miles away.
19: If you drive it's less than, five
4: hundred feet, turn left. You have arrived at your destination.
19: <clears throat> if you drive less than twenty-five miles a day, you could be paying less every day with pay per mile car insurance from Allstate. You get the same reliable coverage and hands-on expertise you'd expect from Allstate, but now at a price that's tailored to the miles you drive.
9: Call your local Allstate agent and start paying what's right for you. Includes a daily rate. Price is vary based on how you buy. Subject to terms, conditions and availability. Not applicable in California. Allstate Fire Insurance Company and its affiliates
12: it's time for some straight talk look we all drop our phones it happens you fumble it crack it splash it well straight talk wireless now offers this new platinum unlimited plan that includes phone protection just 65 bucks a month for unlimited talk text and data plus 20 gigs of hotspot 100 gigs of cloud storage and more all on the best networks straight talk wireless no contract no compromise see mobile protect terms and conditions at slash straight talk limitations and exclusions apply
4: the radio you're listening
9: to is about to get a whole lot better.
4: Because Sirius XM is free now through December 1st. No credit card required. Just press the sat button in your car and hear ad-free music like never before. Dedicated, expertly curated channels for everything from country and pop to rock and hip-hop. Plus, sports talk and news. And even more available for free online and on the app. Just press the sat button in your car and listen free to Sirius XM through December
8: 1st.
7: Remember being in your favorite sport
8: clips, getting set for that great MVP haircut experience? Yeah, how about if you made that wait even shorter? Now with sport clips on deck text alerts, when you check in online or with our app, we'll text you a 15 minute heads up when it's time to head in. And when you're the next man up, you'll get another text to come take your seat. Less wait time, more prime time. Sport clips, it's good to be a guy.
0: Napa know-how. Right now, get a five-quart jug of Napa full synthetic motor oil and a platinum filter for just $22.98. They're an iconic duo like salt and pepper, a hammer and a nail, or the holidays and awkward hugs. You can't get one without the other. That's Napa full synthetic and a platinum filter for just $22.98. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General States pricing. Sales price does not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees.
4: Offer ends 1231.20. Whether you rent or own, GEICO makes it easy to bundle home and auto insurance. Having a home is hard work, so get a quote at GEICO.com. Easy.
6: Attention men under the age of 35. You know what really impresses the ladies? When a guy has a few drinks and later gets pulled over for buzz driving. That could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. There goes let's grab dinner and a movie. Oh, I know. You drive more carefully when you're buzzed. You've proven that hundreds of times. A woman admires that kind of confidence, and you've practiced how to speak if a cop does pull you over. Slowly, clearly, and politely like, good evening, officer. A woman admires that kind of foresight. And what woman doesn't find it adorable that you call it buzzed even though the law calls calls it drunk. You can kiss $10,000 goodbye along with any chance of having a girlfriend because nothing says I'm a catch more than a guy who lives in his parents' basement and calls it my place. Buzzed, busted, and broke because buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from the National Highway Traffic
8: Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
16: You wanted to see me?
8: Yes, please. Have a
15: seat. So here's the thing. When this company brought you on, we took a chance on you you didn't have that four-year college degree we typically look for right but we gave you a shot anyway and since then you've worked incredibly hard and given it your all thanks you've been an important asset to the team but i don't think you can be an intern here anymore
14: we want to hire you
4: You're, you're serious
14: absolutely find your next great employee introduce yourself to the grads of life who are they? talent worth knowing about Young adults of unique determination and experience. An ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or even mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs.
3: I won't let you down.
14: I know. Don't miss out on a resource many innovative companies have already discovered. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. W-I-N-G,
5: 1410, d Dayton's ESPN Radio.
10: All right, we welcome you back. It's the Justin Kinner Show live here on Dayton's ESPN radio station, 1410 Wing AM. Coming up here in a little bit, we'll hear from ESPN's Adam Rittenberg. We'll dive into last night's college football rankings. uh, College football playoff rankings reveal. Of course, a good pocket of fans in the state of Ohio are happy. Those pocket of fans are Bearcat fans. The other pocket of fans in Ohio are Buckeye fans, and they're not happy. They're frustrated that a one-loss team is ahead of them in the college football playoff top four. Of course, talking about Trevor Lawrence's Clemson Tigers. Trevor Lawrence has not played in the last two games. We'll get to all of that coming up with Adam Rittenberg with ESPN College Football Reporter here in just a moment. But I'm excited to bring on our next guest who, uh, when I started years and years ago, trying for me, trying to learn the Dayton sports landscape, uh, there was one name that everyone was very familiar with. Everyone told me I had to meet this guy, that this was the face of sports media in town, and that was Mike Hartsock uh, with WHIO-TV, again, sportscaster who I've looked up to since moving here and getting into this business. We welcome him in now who of course is retiring after 41 years mike welcome in how are you sir
21: Justin, I'm really good. Thanks for having me in. I appreciate it. And So far uh, retirement's going pretty good. Two days down and, uh, and I'm still smiling and still
10: having a good time. Well, I mean, if retirement is, of course, having to talk with me then, I mean, this might be the worst part of retirement. So I appreciate you taking time uh, and hanging out with me today. No, look, for one, I got to say this, that 10-minute uh, tribute that uh, WHO built for you, your colleagues and that you shared on social media, that was so well done. Uh, that was one of the best tribute pieces I've seen in a while. We've seen some great guys call it a, a career in broadcasting as of late that was one of the best ones i've seen they did a fantastic job covering your career
21: they certainly did my my thanks to to mike Burianic who shot all that stuff and, and edited it all together but uh they're one of my best friends not just in the business but my, one of my best friends in life cheryl McHenry, who put it together and, and just did an outstanding job and and it was uh it was one of those things that you don't expect uh you know, you don't expect something like that when you go out, but it's it's very nice. And then all the all the messages, the texts, the emails that I've received over the last couple of days have been very heartwarming. And it's hard to hard to get back to everybody because frankly, a lot of the texts and emails I got, I don't know who they are. They're just <laughs> viewers. Uh, I shouldn't say just viewers. They are valued viewers that we have at Channel Seven, and and they've watched me for a long time. And I appreciate everybody letting me into their homes you know, every night to, uh, to talk about sports. And, uh, it's just, it's just been a real treat these
10: last few days. You know, I, I'm 30 years old and I've been, you know, working in Dayton now for about five or six years. And, and as I mentioned, to open up, you know, you were the name right away that uh, was re- was popping up everywhere when I moved here for you when you first started. Uh, and of course you've lived here, you know, your whole life. So I'm curious who, who were some of the names when you first started here in Dayton, uh, that were the guys you looked up to that were maybe retiring when you were just getting into the business.
21: Well, on the sports side, it was Omar. You know, Omar was over at Channel 2, and he was a legend uh, over there, and, uh, you know, a guy that, that everybody just looked up to. And and I had a chance to not only meet Omar Williams, but work alongside him. We, we covered we cover the same and did a lot of the same things and played in a lot of the same golf tournaments. So Omar, Tom Hamlin, who was at Channel 7 for... Twenty-six years, I believe, and then uh, ended up uh, going over to Channel Twenty Two to to wrap up his career. And then, but but then you know those were the TV guys, and, and like along with uh, Mick Hubert, who I I worked with for several years uh, as the weekend sportscaster at Channel Seven. He's down at the University of Florida now as the play-by-play uh, voice of the Gators for football, basketball, and baseball. But and then the the newspaper people, I was I was lucky enough to. So I learned a lot about sports from Ritter Collette and Cy Burek, two of the outstanding names in in print journalism. Bucky Albers has has always been a good friend. Mark Katz is a guy that uh, that I've talked to for a long time. And and there's not a better writer on the planet than Tom Archdeacon, who's who's still writing, and Hal McCoy, who who still does some writing as well. So, uh, you know, it was easy to find people to, you know, look up to when I was first starting – But most of them weren't TV people.
10: Mike, we, you know, when you when you retire like this, and like you mentioned earlier, you've had so many people, uh, you know, viewers and fans of yours for so long. And, you know, friends, colleagues, uh, former colleagues reaching out to you, you know, to say congratulations. What about, you know, when you know, we all are fam- at the end of the day, we get into the sports business because we're ultimately fans first. And I'm, I'm just curious. You've had a lot of names reach out to you. What's one name that kind of caught you off guard that you were like, man, that, that was cool hearing from them, you know, reaching out to you to to wish you the best uh, in, during your retirement?
21: Well, Anthony Munoz has been a good friend. He was he was on as part of the uh, um, the broadcast, uh, the the tribute that they did for me. Um, you know, and a lot of people were on that. Don Donahue was on that. Anthony Grant was on that. You know, I, I think it's more people that a lot of people don't know that are in the business. Uh, John Popovich who was a longtime sports a sports director at Channel Nine down in Cincinnati. He retired a year ago, and, and he sent me a very nice text that, uh, and and that probably meant as much, if not more, to me than than uh, a lot of them that I got because he was a guy that, you know, John did this for a long, he did this for as long as I did, and he was a guy that, as I was getting started, and even oh, I don't know, five ten years ago, John was the guy that I still wanted to be. You know, he was the sports anchor that I wanted to be because he was he was so in control, he was so respected for what he did, and and he knew everything about his town. And that's what I, you know, that's what I wanted to be for a long time. So that one, probably more than any of them, uh, really touched me.
10: You know, I remember um, one of my first, one of the first interviews I ever did with someone that really kind of, you know, made me a little nervous because if I was excited was Marty Brenneman. And I remember him just looking at me and saying, hey, you look a little uncomfortable, you look nervous, let's just relax, let's do this together, I'll help you out. It was at Reds Fest years and years ago. And I'll never, you know, now I'm better at this, but at the time I was so nervous doing that. I'm curious, when you first started this, who was the first big name you remember interviewing, running into out at in games? Who was the first big name you remember sitting down with to do an interview that really just kind of reminded you that, man, just how cool this job really is?
21: Pete Rose. Because you know Pete was uh, Pete was a hero to me as a kid growing up. You know, I mean, we we learned in this business when you, when you do sports that that you really can't have heroes. You can't uh, you can you can like people, you can like teams, kind of privately, at least from from my angle. Uh, but but you really don't want to you, you don't want to be a homer for somebody. At least I never wanted to be a homer for somebody. But Pete was always one of those people I grew up watching. And it was so difficult for me to, uh, you know, cover Pete when he was going through being banned from baseball. But whenever I did an interview with Pete, from the first time I met him and we introduced ourselves, and, you know, Pete was one of those guys that that you could ask him three questions and there was a 10-minute interview (laughs) because he'd just go on forever. But every time after that, and I might, I might have seen Pete sometimes once every six, eight months. You know, there would be times where it would be six, eight months to go by before I saw Pete the next time. And he would always come up and go, Mike, how you doing? You know, so from an early point in my career, Pete Rose knew who I was and never forgot who I was. And that, that meant a lot to me because, you know, I mean, he was one of those guys and yeah, I was just like you. I was nervous as can be when Pete Rose wanted to, when I sat down and he agreed to do an interview with me the first time. But uh, he's, like a lot of people, like Marty Brenneman, people like that, he made me feel feel so comfortable and so at home that, uh, that it made the job pretty easy.
10: We have Mike Hartsock with us here on the Justin Kenner Show on fourteen ten ESPN Radio. Mike Hartsock retiring after four decades with W H I O and has brought so much to the table here to the sports world here in the Miami Valley, into uh, the sports scene here locally. We are excited to have him on the show with us today, Mike. When you you know you've worked in Dayton for so long. When you think of other cities you could have been working in, teams are cities who have professional sports teams. I mean, you talked about, you know, your work with Pete Rose and the Reds. You know, you have the Reds an hour from here, Ohio State's just over an hour from here. You have the Bengals. I mean, there's teams who are, you know, relatively close by, but no pro sports organization is here in the city of Dayton. What makes Dayton so unique and made it so special for you to work here uh, for the last 40 years?
21: Because it's home. Um, I'm a kid that grew up in Waynesville which is, you know, down in Warren County between here and Cincinnati. And and, and this was home for me. I grew up watching Channel 7 as a kid. You know, my mom and dad would watch Channel 7's newscasts, and I'd sit and watch it, you know, watch Don Wayne and Jim Baldrige and Gil Whitney and Ed Kraling and all those guys. I got to watch all those guys. And then all of a sudden, before you know it, a couple of years out of college, I get a job, and I'm working with... Don Wayne and Jim Baldridge and Ed Carlin and Gil Whitney, and it was it was so surreal for me. I mean, I I finally, after a few years of working with those guys, I realized that okay, well, they're just they're guys I work with. But for for my parents, it was such a big deal that, that their son was working with Don Wayne, and it was so cool. And uh, you know, to this day, my mom, my mom, you know, bless her heart, she. She still loves to watch me on TV, or loved to watch me on TV, and that uh, that always kind of made my day whenever she would, you know, get a chance to, to watch a, a newscast.
10: Yeah, that is the, the cool part about this job to a certain extent as well. I know my dad, uh, my, a good chunk of my family lives in El Paso, Texas, and I don't get to see them that often. I don't get to talk to them that often, but my dad tunes in every single day. Uh, so, you know, when he talks, when I talk, catch up with them, he's like, I feel like I talk to you every day because I tune in every day. And you talk about how cool it is for your mom to still, you know, after all these years, you know, still get a kick out of tuning in and seeing you uh, on the television after all these years. That has to be uh, really special just from that personal regard, I'm sure
21: it is and and much like you and 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 your show every day and and you know me with with what i did on a daily basis channel seven you know that kind of made it when you know that your parents are listening or watching you then you're always trying to be the best that you can be you know you don't want to screw up you don't want to make an idiot of yourself you want to make sure that that you know that you're the best you can be and that's what i always tried to do because I knew for you know when when my father was still alive and, and my, but now with my mom, I know that they're watching, and I didn't I never did want to screw up because of that, not because so much of the viewers because you know you never knew who was watching and that kind of thing, but I always knew my parents were, and that uh, that was kind of the the one thing that made me realize that I got to be good today. <laughs>
10: That's great. All right, with us now we have Mike Hartsock, retiring after 41 years with WHIO-TV. Excited to have him on the show with us. Mike, we're going to step away for a few moments. I appreciate you uh, spending more time with us. But when we come back, I want to dive into the, the amount of time and effort that Mike has put into covering the high school sports scene here in the Miami Valley. We're going to get into Mike Hartsock's coverage of the high school sports scene in the Miami Valley. When we come back, don't go anywhere. More of the Justin Kinner Show next.
5: the Justin Kinner Show with Kev Nash on 1410 ESPN Radio. ESPN 1410 Wing AM Weather.
22: This afternoon will be cloudy with showers, a high near 58. Tonight's also going to be cloudy with
5: showers, a low around 48. And tomorrow is going to be cloudy and windy, a high near 52. I'm Pete Spyback for 1410 ESPN Radio.
8: Weather is you by Cullet
20: Propane. 98% of their customers recommend cullet. If you wouldn't recommend your current supplier, check them out at culletpropane.com.
23: Have you heard? Even more Black Friday deals are dropping right now at Ulta Beauty. Now through Saturday, November 28th, get top deals like 50% off Tarte Foundations and $10 mascaras from Urban Decay, KVD Vegan Beauty, and more. Plus, we've made shopping the way you want easier. So don't miss out. Visit us in-store, online, or try curbside pickup today. The holidays are here. Let's see the joy all season long. Ulta Beauty. The possibilities are beautiful.
11: I saved big money with the Progressive Home & Auto Bundle, so I finally bought that new set of golf clubs. Watch out, Fairway! Here I come! This is not a real testimonial. Sure, customers can save big with Progressive, but your other expenses won't just disappear. Are those clubs gonna help you when the hot water heater dies? Also, it sounds like your money is better spent on golf lessons. Time to go shoot the course record! No. But maybe time for a reality check. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates.
5: Freaking chicken chunks! Freaking chicken chunks! Freaking chicken chunks! Freaking chicken chunks! four pounds of freaking
11: chicken chunks.
1: Ring in the season with four pounds of freaking chicken chunks. Buy a $25 Frickers gift card and get five freaking bonus bucks free. The ho ho home for fun, food, sports, and spirits is Frickers.
11: Frickin chicken chunks, Balls, two. chicken chunks, Balls, frickin pounds, frickin chicken chunks.
15: It's here, Black Friday, every day at Menards. Doors open Friday at 6 a.m. These amazing deals last through December 6th. Get power and performance with a Masterforce Drill and Impact Driver Kit for $119. A 5-in-1 multi-position ladder is just $109. Power your devices with a 30-pack of ac Delco Double or AAA batteries, only $299. Menards Black Friday deals are good through December 6th in store only, while supplies last.
24: Save big
5: money at Menards
1: don't miss our 25% off sale happening Thursday through Black Friday at Field and Stream give the gift of tradition with 25% off your favorite outdoor essentials 25% off top gifts and apparel hunting, fishing, camping, outdoor cooking and more plus explore the latest from trusted brands just in time for the holidays hunt down your savings online at FieldAndStreamShop.com
5: Field and Stream, where traditions begin
1: 25% off sale excludes firearms and ammo other exclusions apply see store for details Dell Technologies just announced their Black Friday sale. They're releasing new doorbusters every weekday, plus up to 50% off cutting-edge tech for your business. There's no better time to upgrade your small business with the latest laptops and desktops with Intel Core processors. Plus, there's free shipping on everything. Yes, everything. Give Dell Technologies advisors a call. They'll identify the right tech solution for your business. Call 877-ASK-DELL or go to dell.com slash Friday. That's 877-ASK-DELL.
17: Gifts from eBay, you don't have to spend a lot to say a lot. Get a DeWalt drill set for dad that doesn't cost a lot, but still says, I love you a ton. For your all-star niece, Air Jordans that say, I can't wait to watch you take off at a price that isn't sky high. And for your rock star husband, a Bose sound bar that speaks volumes. For those who mean a lot, eBay has gifts that don't cost a lot.
1: Are you ready for a swim? Hi, this is Jeff Heil with Buckeye and Ohio Pools. Winter may be on its way. Now is the time to realize your dream of having your very own backyard swimming pool. Start planning now and spend the summer swimming and relaxing with your family and friends in your personal backyard oasis. So if you're ready to dive into one of our many in-ground pools, contact us online, BuckeyeandOhio.com or... OHMB 803342 M L S three 304138 Do you need help with a loan to purchase or refinance your home? Have you applied for a home loan and been told you do not qualify for a loan? Are you a first-time buyer and have questions regarding the home buying process? Are you considering refinancing your existing home? Do you live in Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana, Florida, or South Carolina? If you answered yes to any of the above questions, you need to call Forrest Ferris at 3rd Street Financial Home Loans at 513-320-5911 who is available 7 days a week to help you. We're 3rd Street Financial home loans and forest ferris specializes in approving home loans banks and other lenders cannot or will not approve some of our clients might have low credit scores been through a divorce want to buy a home for sale by owner are in a land contract or dealing with probate or estate homes call forest now for a free estimate 513-320-5911 that's 513-320-5911 offer valid for purchase or refinancing of home located in ohio kentucky indiana florida and south carolina only minimum loan amount sixty thousand dollars Limitations and restrictions apply.
19: Listening to this Allstate commercial about savings might be the hardest thing about getting those savings. Save for simply becoming an Allstate customer. Save more for adding DriveWise. And save even more for driving safely. Visit Allstate.com or contact your local agent for a quote today. Allstate. Minimum effort. Maximum reward.
9: Not available in every state. New customer savings based on early signing discount. DriveVice is an optional feature. Savings vary based on how you buy. Subject to terms and conditions. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates.
3: Northbrook, Illinois. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. Automatically. Dollar for dollar. With no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply.
4: If you're driving less, you could be saving more on car insurance. Save money with Paper Mile Insurance from Allstate. Call a local Allstate agent and get a quote.
5: He's a former Buckeyes great and now a college football Hall of Famer. All sports, all the time. This is 1410 ESPN Radio.
10: In the, in, the, in the tribute piece that WHIO did for you, you talked about, you know, of all the sports you've covered that you're going to miss high school the most. And one of my favorite parts about that doc, or that little, uh, you know, piece that they did on you was when you mentioned how, you know, all these years. Oh, you remember me? I was the, you know, student of the week or the student of the or whatever the athlete of the week or whatever from like years and years ago. And you talked about the importance of that, of how that, you know, people remember that. They don't forget that. It's those little things that you talked about in that that really stood out to me. Um, just talk about what the, the high school landscape has meant to you throughout. Your career because it's easy to focus on the Pete Roses and the Reds and the the Buckeyes and those cool experiences, but it's the high school sports scene that I really enjoyed you uh, really going in depth on during that piece.
21: Well, the one thing is, you know, it, it's easy for us in TV sports locally to when we pick games to cover on on Friday nights, whether it's football or basketball. It's it. It makes the most sense to pick the big schools: pick Centerville, pick Beaver Creek, pick Fairmont. Uh, you know, because they're the big schools and they have the most eyeballs that are going to be wanting to watch their team. But and I did that, you know, to a certain extent. But I also made sure that every week I picked a couple of schools that maybe it was going to be their only a week in the high school football season on you know on our touchdown seven show because the thing about it is those kids. Their families and that town, that could make their their week make their season if they knew they were going to be on, on touchdown seven and, and they knew that, you know, their team was going to be represented. You know, we do scores every week, but if you get your highlights on, that's a big thing. And that's a big thing to kids, and I never want to take that for granted.
10: Mike, when uh, so when Slummer and I were doing the show together, I remember when I first brought him in. And he started doing the stay right there impersonation. And I got real uncomfortable (laughs) because I'm like, what are you doing? Will you just, you know, he was, I always blame him for my personality on the air because I got too comfortable, uh, you know, being the way I am because of him. But um, I would get uncomfortable. Like, what are you doing? Like, I don't, does he, does, I mean, are you taking shots of what are you doing? He said, no, no, just relax. We're going to get him in here. It'll be a good time. And one of my favorite memories is when we got you to come in here. And of course, and he's doing the stay right there thing. And you guys are going back and forth with that, but you told a very, very interesting story of how that catchphrase came to be. Uh, you know, at one point, you, you tried to stop saying it, and your bosses had you, no, you need to keep doing that. Uh, just share that if you don't mind.
21: Yeah, and, and by the way, Schlemmer does the worst e of anybody <laughs> that I know. You know, I mean, Don Brown does the best. You know, stay right there, me. But, uh, the, the you know, Schlemmer does the world's worst. And uh, and I've told him that several times. You know, it, it's something that I said years ago because you know a long time ago we used to have a commercial break in our sports cast so i had to when i was done with the first part of it i did a tease of what was coming next and i just said at the end of it uh, stay right there you know we'll be back with more sports in a minute stay right there and as time went on that stay right there kind of got stretched out a little bit people started you know kind of associating me with it and it's kind of took on a life of its own. But what was interesting, after I, I did it for maybe, oh, I don't know, a couple of years, we had uh, one of our consultants, we we were consulted by MAGIT uh, Enterprise, a, a consulting firm, and one of their people told my news director one time, at, at the time, that me saying that sounded like 1960s radio, just stop saying it. So I they told me to stop saying it. So I did. And then... Three months later, they came back to me and said, uh, "The stay right there. Then go ahead and do that." We've had too many calls that are people are upset because you're not saying that. We don't care what our consultants say. Um, we want you to start saying that again. So I did, and uh, it was it became my trademark line that uh, you know I, I i get all the time. I get people all the time coming up to me and say, "Hey, you stay right there," <laughs> and, and it's, it's fun because. You know, people try to imitate me and then you know, that's that's the sincerest form of flattery, flattery even if yes. It's, flatter, does it? it's the sincerest <laughs> form of flattery.
10: You know, even by you saying it's the worst impersonation of you, it's still gonna mean a lot to him that you said that, so I promise you that much. But uh Mike he knows it's <laughs> Mike as we wrap this up uh, again I really appreciate you hanging out with us here this afternoon but with with covid and everything going on I mean is did was there more years left in the tank for you did this you know did covid help fast forward it a little bit or was this around the time you wanted to retire kind of if you don't mind what went into you deciding to finally say hey you know what it's it's been a fun run but uh, I think my time here is done Well
21: covid didn't hurt Justin but it, you know it, it's one of those things where I turned 65 in May and you know I That was kind of a target for me. Like a lot of people, I turned 65, and and I thought, okay, how much longer do I want to do this? Because I was to a point where I was, you know, for the last several years, I've been a one-man show. I've been Mm -hmm. carrying a camera out, shooting games, editing highlights, writing scripts, you know. And, you know, we all know that that sports is not a -a five-day-a-week job. But I was trying to do five days a week, and it was hard to do because, you know, days off we didn't have anybody to do sports so i was either sometimes volunteering to come in and do something if it was big enough or you know texting people and going okay this is happening you need to put this on and you know it it just got to be a bit much after a while and the thing about it is i've got a lot of time left to enjoy my family my wife my daughter my grandson You know, I want to spend that time enjoying them and enjoying what I think is going to be a really good part of my life, you know, for the next 40 years. I'm hoping maybe if I can stretch it to 40 years, what the heck, 105 would work for me. But, uh, you know, I want to enjoy that time, and I don't want to have to worry about, you know, going to games and, you know, being at this event. Because I'll tell you what, and everybody that's ever done my job – We'll tell you the same thing. You miss a lot of your family, a lot of things that went on in your family's life. You miss because you had to be at games. You had to you had to do the eleven o'clock sports guest. It, it's going to be weird for me because I, you know tomorrow's Thanksgiving, and it's going to be weird for me to be having Thanksgiving dinner with my wife and a couple of our of our family members and not have to go to work. Mm-hmm. You know, because I've always worked on Thanksgiving and Christmas and, and all that kind of stuff, because that's what you do in this business. You know, on the on the TV side, that's what we do. So, yeah, it's it's one of those things that did COVID help it? Probably a little bit, because there's not much to cover. But I was ready, and I am ready, and and I'm gonna enjoy and enjoy every second of it.
10: Absolutely, and we're and I'm happy to see you go out uh, like this as well, go out on your own terms and still be able to go out and enjoy your family and, and you know, golf. I mean, what, what are you going to do, by the way? What, what is I mean, you talk about having time with your family, but, I mean, at a certain point, you said they're, they're going to want you out of the house eventually, too. I mean, are you going to golf? I mean, what, what are some things that you're looking forward to doing that maybe you haven't been able to do as much of other than spend time with family due to, to working all these years?
21: I play a lot of golf. I play a lot of pickleball, really? uh, which is a sport that I picked up a couple of years ago, Thanks to a good friend of mine, Seg Dennis, and, uh, Oh yes. been trying to get me to do this for years down in Middletown. And a good friend of mine, Ron Alvey, got me involved in it and I'm hooked, uh, hooked lion sinker. It's a, it's kind of a, it's a cross between ping pong and tennis with, you play with wiffle ball and, and it's, it's just a, a fight. I, I play five days a week probably, and, you know, when the weather's nice outside and then I try to find places to play inside. So, pickleball is kind of taken over golf for me and i i enjoy it so much i enjoy the people that i meet and so so that's pretty much what i try to do now we'll you know we'll take a few vacations and enjoy life uh you know as it comes but uh i've, I've got a lot to do and i'm looking forward to it
10: Absolutely. I do want to ask this before we end this. Um, I meant to ask this earlier, but uh, one thing that I found so fascinating, you obviously covering the Flyers back when Anthony Grant was a player and now covering him um, you know, as the coach and just to see the success he had as a player and the, uh, with the success the team had with him as a player and now the success the team is having with him as the coach. How surreal is that, especially his coach being Don Donahue and the relationship you have with him and the work you've done with them? Just how unique is that to have that, you know, that relationship with him back when he was a player? And now with him being back as the coach, how cool is that?
21: It's really cool. You know, I met Anthony Grant when he was 18 years old. <laughs> he came here and uh, as a freshman with the University of Dayton. And, and he was a, a soft-spoken young man from Miami, Florida. And we got to know Anthony. He interned for me at the station. He and Roosevelt Chapman were interns for me at the really station. Cool. He used to go out with me and on, on things and cover. And, you know, Anthony remains soft-spoken. He's... Uh, He's he's not what I would call as, as far as a TV guy goes. He's not what I call a great interview because he doesn't say a whole lot. And we TV guys like people that say a little bit more. And and uh, but that's Anthony's style. That's the way he is. And I know that better than anybody. He is he is a, a very serious man and a very successful coach. And and I think uh, he he took a lot from a lot of different people. Don Donahue included. But uh, it's so nice for me to see. Anthony and Anthony being a part of the tribute uh, that that meant so much to me. He and, he and Coach Donahue being a part of that because because those guys, you know, I mean, they were a, a big part of what I did as I was coming along. You know, it's funny I was out at Wright State yesterday because they uh, had something for me and I went out and picked it up and I was talking to those guys and I said, you know, I said I fought twenty five or thirty years, the stigma of people at Wright State saying, ah, oh, he's a Dayton guy, you know, because I did coaches shows, and I did play-by-play on TV of, of Dayton basketball. So, yeah, I mean, we were affiliated with Dayton, but I never wanted anybody to think at Wright State that I wasn't a Raiders guy. I loved Ralph Underhill and, you know, and Jim Brown. Scott Nagy, I think, is an outstanding coach, and I've, I've loved covering him for the last few years as well, but it was really hard for me to fight that stigma of people thinking I was a Dayton guy. Well, you know, I'm a Miami Valley guy. I cover our teams, and that's the one thing that that uh, I always wanted people to know. And I think after a while, I think people figured it out because, um, you know, I, I love the Raiders as much as I love the Flyers because they're one of our teams.
10: All right, Mike Hartsock, awesome enough to join us here this afternoon, the day before Thanksgiving, and just kind of kind of look back at his legendary career over four decades with WHIO, and I really appreciate him taking time. You talk about being a Miami Valley guy. Uh, Mike, the entire Miami Valley is definitely going to miss the work that you do, the great work you do, the respect that you earned uh, from coaches, from fans, from players, from, from colleagues, from media members around the town. I thank you for all the work that you've done, and I beyond thank you for taking time and hanging out with us today. Congratulations on a fantastic career. Thank you so much.
21: Well, Justin, thank you very much. I appreciate the time and uh, just want you to know, and, and Kev, too, that uh, I'm going to be listening to you guys. So if I hear you getting out of control or anything, I might have to give you a call and uh, straighten <laughs> you out a little bit. But you guys are doing a fantastic job. I enjoy listening to you. I do it on a daily basis. So thanks very much for having me on and everybody out there that's listening. Thanks so much for tuning in with me on Channel 7 over the years. I appreciate it, and happy Thanksgiving, everybody.
5: It's the Justin Kinner Show with Kev Nash on 1410 ESPN Radio.
23: Have you heard? Even more Black Friday deals are dropping right now at Ulta Beauty. Now through Saturday, November 28th, get top deals like 50% off Tarte foundations and $10 mascaras from Urban Decay, KVD Vegan Beauty, and more. Plus, we've made shopping the way you want easier. So don't miss out. Visit us in store, online, or try curbside pickup today. The holidays are here. Let's see the joy all season long. Ulta Beauty, the possibilities are beautiful.
11: I saved big money with the Progressive Home and Auto Bundle, so I finally bought that new set of golf clubs. Watch out, Fairway! Here I come! This is not a real testimonial. Sure, customers can save big with Progressive, but your other expenses won't just disappear. Are those clubs gonna help you when the hot water heater dies? Also, it sounds like your money is better spent on golf lessons. Time to go shoot the course record! No, but maybe time for a reality check. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Thousands of
0: locally owned Napa stores across the nation. Chances are that wherever you call home, we do too. And that's why you can find us in big cities, small towns, and everywhere in between. Doing what we've always done to help keep our local communities moving forward. So whether you stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, Auto Care Center, or visit us at Napa Online, you can count on Napa know-how.
16: It's the Black Friday sale at Ace.
15: Visit AceHardware.com to get your coupon for 50% off any item under $30 in-store or online. This Friday only. Find the perfect gifts for everyone on your list from some of our best brands and more. Save big on Black Friday with 50% off any item under $30 in-store or online. Only at Ace. Must present coupon redeem.
12: Offer valid at
0: participating stores at AceHardware.com on regular priced items. Limit one. Exclusion supply. Ace the place
1: with the helpful Hardware The great thing about facts, they're proven. Like the fact that crude oil contains impurities. Or that base oil made from natural gas is 99.5% free of impurities. And the fact that Pennzoil is the first synthetic motor oil made from natural gas, not crude oil. It gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil. Based on Sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Available at
19: Pet Boys.
0: Napa know-how. At Napa, you can get 20% off three or more items with the $4.99 Napa tool bag. Yep, 20% off power tools, 20% off wipers, 20% off oil and more. It's a whole bag of tricks. Well, actually, it's one trick over and over again. But it's a good one, saving you 20% on three or more items. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating locations, exclusions apply. May not be combined with other offers. Offer ends 11-30-20.
15: Here's how we long for Skechers ArchFit Shoes. If you've
1: never tried ArchFit Shoes from Skechers, you're missing out on next level comfort. Saying you like comfort but not trying ArchFit is like saying you like Italian food but you've never tried pasta. Skechers teamed up with podiatrists who used over 20 years of data to create a shoe that provides total foot and arch support for all day comfort. ArchFit distributes support across the arch no matter what foot type you have. You don't need an arch problem to love how they feel.
15: See all the styles of machine washable ArchFit
2: Shoes now at Skechers.com. There's no place like Home for the Holidays or HomeDepot.com for holiday decor with Black Friday prices inside and out, like artificial Christmas trees starting at just $39.98 or outside lights and playful inflatables to bring joy to the neighborhood. Order online and you'll even get free delivery. Holiday decorating improved with a wide assortment of holiday decor from HomeDepot.com. How doers get more done. Free standard shipping on most online orders over $45. Some exclusions apply while supplies last.
9: Dear, it's 1908. Don't you think we should get electricity? Hmm,
2: and stop using candles to see at night.
9: It's just electricity lights up the room fast, it's more reliable than candles blowing out, and people seem to love it nationwide.
7: Well, candles
9: are... (laughs) Dear, did you just run into the wall? Nope.
7: May I have a new candle, please? Historically, switching to new technology is a no-brainer. Today, it's AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Switch to AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan. May not be in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. At Shell, we know from the time you get up to the time you wrap up, Good night. there's a lot of meetups, ups eat-ups, and hurry-ups. So come to Shell and get three things done at once. Fill up with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus to help keep your engine running like new. Save up with the Fuel Rewards program and never pay full price for gas again. And snack up with in-store rewards to save even more at the pump. Make the most of the stop you need to make with Shell. And engines that continuously use Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. See full terms and conditions at fuelrewards.com.
9: Hi, I'm Brooke Burke. Do you ever consider just how important your feet are? They're quite literally the foundation of your body, and if you don't take care of them, you're asking for problems. That's why I wear Skechers new Arch Fit shoes. Skechers teamed up with podiatrists to make a shoe that provides total foot and arch support. They use 20 years of data to design a podiatrist-certified insole that distributes support across the arch no matter what foot type you have, providing extreme comfort. Get Skechers new Arch Fit at a Skechers store near you, Skechers.com, or wherever stylish shoes are sold.
4: If you're driving less, you could be saving more on car insurance. Save money with Paper Mile Insurance from Allstate. Call a local Allstate agent and get a quote.
10: excited to bring on our next guest, ESPN's 1530 out of Cincinnati, Mo Edgar. Mo, welcome in. How are you? I'm good, Justin. What's going on? Not a whole lot. I I mean, for one, there's so much to talk to you about, so we'll try to cram in as much as we can here in the limited time we have. But let's set the stage here. So Joe Burrow goes down, um, and we know how much Joe Burrow means to the city of Cincinnati. And set the scene. Where were you? When you watched it happen, if it's FCC approved, what were the first words that came out of your mouth when you saw him go down holding his knee?
22: Uh, I was at uh, a bar right down the street from Paul Brown Stadium called the Holy Grail. I was watching it with a buddy of mine. Um, what came out of my mouth was more of a sound that I probably can't rearticulate. I certainly can't spell it. <laughs> and then I was just overcome with this nausea that I, I, I really haven't figured out a way to shake. I, I, I haven't had food poisoning this bad. Um, it, it, was, it was really sobering. And, and, and frankly, I, I think it was really sobering, even if you're not a fan of the Bengals, if you're not a you know huge, hardcore fan. But if you live here, if you follow the team, if you cover the team, Joe Burrow makes them more interesting. Joe Burrow made them relevant. I'm not sure you could say those things about this team without Joe Burrow, and you know, as a fan, I, I think that the thing you hate most is uncertainty. Right? Well, now we're going to spend the next nine months, ten months. You know, we're going to spend a lot of time feeling uncertain about Joe Burrow's status for the season, and and about his long-term health as well. And and so that's, you know, it, it's 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 one thing when you're losing; it's another thing when There's not something to hope for at the end of last year. The Bengals were terrible or terrible at the beginning of last year, too, I guess. But they were terrible at the end of last season. But, you know, it was obvious they were going to take a quarterback. It was pretty obvious they were going to take Joe Burrow. You had that to cling to. Now it's it's hard to not think about all of the ways this can go that end up poorly for Joe Burrow and, and the Bengals. And and maybe long term this works out. I certainly hope it does, but I can certainly under understand and, and frankly share the unease that a lot of people feel right.
10: Yeah, and you know the the narrative being that you know it was never a matter of if it was just a matter of when. When you talk about the offensive line, I mean that's a tired narrative when it comes to the Bengals, and it's easy for for guys like me uh, who who attack that weakness of the Bengals being the offensive line and whether the front office did enough to address it. So whether it was the offensive line's fault or not, in his actual injury that happened on Sunday, regardless, it's going to go back on them just because that's the the, the you know the low hanging fruit that's out there. When you watched it, I mean, who's, I mean, is it anyone's fault? It's, it's football. Injuries happen. Is this just a football injury or is this just a result of, well, the offensive line just really never coming into fruition the way that they hoped?
22: I, I think you could look at it both ways. Um, you know, Carson Palmer suffered an injury that we all remember in the 2005 mm-hmm. playoffs playing behind a great offensive line something happened, something bad happened. Um, and and obviously, you know, change the trajectory of that game and, and possibly change the, the trajectory of Bengals history. Um, I, I think in this instance, while it's very easy, easy to say, look, in, in one isolated play, who knows what's going to happen? Um, you, can, you can step the wrong way. A guy can be blocked into you. I mean, all, all those sort of things can happen. But when you play with fire, um, after a while, you're going to get burned. And I think that's I think it's fair to start to really hold this franchise accountable for the inability to build good offensive lines. This is not, you know, a a, a thing that's exclusive to 2020. Mm -hmm. They've been bad on the offensive line for years. Go back to to 2016. Heck, they still had Andrew Whitworth and Kevin Zeiler. And yet that offensive line really underperformed since then. It hasn't been because of lack of effort. You know they they drafted Cedric Obihe and they drafted Jake Fisher and they drafted Billy Price and they've drafted Jonah Williams. They traded for Cordy Glenn. They've tried, but they failed. And so, you know, it, it, when 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 you live with a deficiency, when you operate with a deficiency long enough, at some point it's going to come back and haunt. You know, so I think it is completely fair, not necessarily to blame anybody, but to say, look. Your your chances of, of best protecting your investment go up the better you are on the offensive line. Um, it was hard to watch Joe Burrow in the first half of the season at times and not arrive at the conclusion that at some point he's, he's going to get hurt. I mean, if you're a Bengals fan and you watched the first half of the season, at some point you watched him behind that offensive line and said to somebody or even to yourself, God, he's going to get killed. Well... You know, fortunately, he didn't get killed, but um, his season's over, and you know his his long term fortunes are certainly up in the air. So, yeah, it, it this was the realization of everybody's worst fears, and those worst fears were based on an acknowledgement that the Bengals offensive line is not very good, and that this franchise has really, really failed when it comes to drafting, developing, trading, building that area of the team. And as long as that area of the team is deficient, your chances of your quarterback getting hurt are always higher than that of a guy playing behind a good offensive line
10: uh espn radio's jason fitz comes on with us each week and he said to tell you hello by the way uh but uh, him and i one, one thing we talked about each week was how flashy of a new toy joe burrow has been he's been exciting he's been you know to go back to your point earlier um but the thing that concerned me that i got a lot of heat for pointing out each week is is if you have an offensive line that you don't trust the one thing we love about joe burrow we keep talking about all the oh look at all the 300 yard passing games he's having look how many times he's dropping back but look how many times he's getting hit You may not be, if you're Zach Taylor or you're Mike Brown, you may not physically be able to get up and go sit on that offensive line and protect Joe Burrow, but there are ways you can call a game to help manage the protection of Joe Burrow by limiting how many times he drops back. Is it a fair criticism to say, hey, what are you doing? I know it's a flashy new toy. You want to show it off. You want to have fun with it. Um, But, man, you probably should have limited how much you dropped him back and exposed him to getting hit. Is that a fair criticism to have on Zach Taylor?
22: Yes, uh, but I think that's a fair criticism that's independent of the injury. I mean, you know, the the, the Mm -hmm. Cleveland game, uh, the first Cleveland game on Thursday night, um, Joe dropped back 30 times in a game. It's not like the Browns jumped out to a 28 to nothing lead. I mean, they they sent Joe Burrow back to pass 30 times and a half and he finished with 61 dropbacks. Um, I think it's very fair to question that. I think it's fair. Go back to the Baltimore game. Um, They said all week long. Burrow, Joe Burrow himself said, well, the Ravens are going to blitz us. That's what they do. Well, when the game started, what did the Baltimore Ravens do? They blitzed heavy. What happened in that game? Joe Burrow was sacked seven times. Did they ever adjust? Did, did they ever alter their game plan to, to pick up a blitzer to protect Joe Burrow? No. Go back to the Pittsburgh game. It's 36-7 to in the fourth quarter. It's a lost cause. You're not coming back. Why is he in the game? Um, and, and I, you know, I, I got some pushback. I got, well, it's, you got to show that you're not going to quit rah, rah. Okay. Well, what if, what if you would have gotten injured then that mm-hmm. would have been tougher to swallow than what happened on Sunday. So yeah, I look, d- did any of those things put Joe Burrow at, at risk? No, look, Joe Burrow didn't get hurt on Sunday because the Bengals called the wrong play, but, you know, sort of getting back to the, the overarching theme here. They, they look organizationally incapable of being able to protect him. And part of that's the offensive line. Part of that's usage. You don't put a guy in a game when it's 36, seven in the fourth quarter, the other team wants to tee off on him and he's the face of your franchise. You don't let him out there and put him behind five blockers when the other team's blitzing six, seven dudes and he's continually getting knocked down. And you don't just look at your play sheet and go, well, we we can't adjust. I mean, that's you don't do that. That's irresponsible. That's coaching malpractice. So Zach Taylor's role in the injury, minimal, um, almost non-existent. Zach Taylor's role in, you know, improving, improving, being good at protecting their most important player. Yeah, that that absolutely should be something we spend a lot of time on.
10: Uh, moving forward, whether it's fair or not, I mean, criticism goes in always. Anytime something bad happens with an organization, the fingers start pointing at a coach, and we know that's what's going to happen now with Zach Taylor moving forward. His future was in question to begin with, only four wins in the first two in, you know season and a half with the Bengals. But help me out with this, because my I always talk about this. When you are hired to be a head coach, I always feel like t- coaches need to be a little bit more careful of the jobs that they take. I know they're antsy and excited to take a job, but Zach Taylor taking over a Bengals team that was you know going to be, actually, to be honest, they didn't know they were going to only win two games that first. Season, but you've got to kind of lay out the landscape and say, is this going to be a situation that I could win and prolong my career? Because you could taint your career early on and be labeled as the reason that the team struggled. Zach Taylor now moving forward. Is he going to be around long enough to reap the rewards of whenever they are able to get the O-line figured out for Joe Burrow? Can you think of a coach that was that took over a team that was entering a rebuilding stage that was able to survive the rebuild and be there on the other side? I feel like there's an easy answer. I'm actually asking you if you could help me on that. I can't think of one. That's kind of why I'm asking about Zach Taylor. Do you see him still being the head coach of this team on the other side when they figure this out?
22: Um, off the top of my head – I, I can't think of anybody who has been who who has been on the ground floor of what Zach Taylor was on, um, and then was around to really reap the rewards. You know, the obvious answer is well, uh, Tony Dungy took over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when they were, you know, frankly an NFL afterthought, and by the time he left, you know, they were a relevant, consistently good franchise. He obviously wasn't there when they when they won a championship. But I, I, I think that's a, I think that's a fair question. You know, Bill Walsh, if, if you want to go mm-hmm. back to the to the late 1970s, certainly comes to mind in San Francisco. Obviously, more than reap the the uh, rewards of, of of the work they put in to turn that franchise around. Um, you know, I, I think the Zach Taylor thing is 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 interesting for a bunch of different reasons. Look, he was hired uh, along with I think seven other guys at the beginning of the 2019 season. And in almost every case, I think we have a pretty clear view of whether or not that coach is the right person for the job they were hired in. You know, Adam Gase was hired in that class. That's not working. Brian Flores was hired in that class. That's working. Cliff Kingsbury was hired in that class. That's working. Uh, Vic Fangio, they've had quarterback issues, probably lean towards it's not working. A- at what point are we going to stop saying, God, I don't know if Zach Taylor's a good coach? I mean, at some point you have to know. And, and you know, I said often during the offseason that the two primary objectives for me, for the Bengals, were, number one, I wanted to know that by the end of the season, they've got their quarterback. Well, they do. It depends on his health, obviously. But, but you know, based on what we saw from Joe Burrow, I think you have to feel pretty good about that. Question number two, do they have their coach? We are now more than a year and a half into this, and, and folks still say, I don't know. At what point does I don't know turn into yes or no? And frankly, when you're four twenty-one and one, the answer is more likely to be no than yes. And you know we've had this conversation here. You know, moving forward, they're going to be playing with Ryan Finley a quarterback. And so if if they don't win any games uh, the rest of the way, is that going to give Zach Taylor a pass? Absolutely not. Uh, this franchise decided Ryan Finley was their backup quarterback. Your backup quarterback is supposed to be somebody that you feel like you can at least tread water with mm-hmm. um, there's going to be a drop off. There always is. Um, but y- y- you kept Ryan Finley on the team because you thought, you know what? If, if he has to play, we're going to be all right. Especially in a year where, you know, week one, they were probably not going to have preseason games. Um, the, 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 if, if you had to, for some reason, play Ryan Finley, the idea wasn't to automatically lose. It was Ryan Finley can keep us afloat. Ryan Finley can give us a chance to win. So I think it is completely fair to say, especially with the teams they have on their schedule, which are beatable, including the one this Sunday, that you still have to start seeing some some progress in the win-loss columns. And that's what the second half of the season was all about. It's, to me, what the second half of the season should still be about. If we're sitting here after two seasons and Zach Taylor is still sitting on four or five wins what's what's to make anybody believe that he's the guy he's got no resume to speak of he's got no equity to cash in there's no prior successes to point to why should a fan or anybody else believe that he's the guy so you know look if if he can figure out to win some games with ryan fitley then you know that that's obviously gonna you know play in his favor that's obviously gonna be something you can point to and say God, they figured out a way to win some games after Joe Burrow got hurt. But he's not, for my money at least, and my my opinion doesn't count, but he, he's not going to get a pass because they don't have Joe Burrow the rest of the way. Um, especially given the fact that there's – if you want to say you can't blame him for the failures without Joe Burrow, point to me the successes that I can cling to. There are none. So – I think the questions about whether or not Zach Taylor is the guy and whether or not this franchise should move forward with him are are important questions. They were being asked before Sunday, and they should continue to be asked as they play out the rest of their schedule.
10: All right, we have ESPN out of Cincinnati, ESPN Cincinnati 1530s. Mo Egger joining us here on the Justin Kitter Show. Last thing before we let you go, real quick to the Facebook feed. Uh, Jake Whiting on Facebook, uh, he talks about uh, Zach Taylor and his reaction to that. He says... He goes, uh, he's not the guy. He's a Jason Garrett, clap your hands, good for morale guy. He's not the guy that will get us over uh, the top. Your thoughts on that reaction?
22: Um, fair. Look, prove, prove that opinion wrong. That's up to Zach Taylor to prove the opinion wrong. Look, I, I said often last year um, that coaching staff was was doomed to fail from the get-go in 2019. Mm. Zach Taylor was hired after the Super Bowl. They had assistant coaches meeting each other for the first time at the combine. That's how behind they were. The front office did nothing to make the team any better. Um, Andy Dalton was still here. Defense was terrible. They didn't overhaul the roster. Um, but I thought at the very least you could still see the team playing hard. And I thought that was a credit to Zach Taylor. The expiration date on that is pretty short, right? Nobody cares that the Bengals are playing hard now. No, no, the, the 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 points you get for your team still showing maximum effort. Those don't you don't cash those in anymore. So how can Zach Taylor prove that you know that particular opinion to be invalid? It's by winning football games, and you know it, it's it's he's talked a lot about developing a winning culture and changing the culture here, and it sounds great. And every coach in every sport does that. But at some point, a winning culture has to include wins. So until you start to see those wins, um, none of the other stuff really matters um, at all. And I would be willing to bet that Zach Taylor would be the first person to acknowledge that. And so we'll see if somehow without Joe Burrow, they can figure out a way to get some wins and perhaps change some opinions about this coaching staff.
10: All right, We have Mo Egger from ESPN 1530 Cincinnati joining us here on the Justin Kenner Show. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation. Reports earlier today started circulating about some ugly behind-the-scenes rumors about the toxic culture that has taken over the Bengals' locker room. and Of course, now with Joe Burrow being out for the remainder of the season, now we're starting to see some leaks uh, from players, anonymous sources of course, but we're going to dive more into that with Mo Ager out of ESPN 1530 Cincinnati when we come back. Don't go anywhere.
5: It's the Justin Kenner Show with Kev Nash. Baby. Right here on 1410 ESPN Radio.
13: All those mouths to feed. So many different cravings. Hmm. In a world filled with endless dinner options, lives a family ravaged by anger. The answer lies with one man. No, not just a man. A king. A pizza king. Get a large Casano's Deluxe Pizza for $15.99 or a large pepperoni for just $12.99. Call 294-KING and see for yourself why the proof is in the taste.
3: Pizza King. In a world that still calls for your touch... The You by Moen Smart Faucet answers without it.
24: Moen, wash my hands.
3: Only one faucet allows you to create hundreds of presets that deliver the exact amount and temperature you ask for. You by Moen, the only faucet you never have to touch. Water designs our life. Who designs for water?
19: Want to hear how I almost got off the naughty list this year? I helped Santa save gazillions by having him download Capital One Shopping to his computer. Capital One Shopping instantly searches for available coupon codes and automatically applies them at checkout. You can download it, too, and save a bundle. You don't even need a Capital One card, and it's free. So why didn't I get off the naughty list? Turns out Santa's a stickler for naughty words. (laughs) Capital One Shopping. It's kind of genius. What's in your wallet?
15: Savings and available coupons vary.
23: Have you heard? Even more Black Friday deals are dropping right now at Ulta Beauty. Now through Saturday, November 28th, get top deals like 50% off Tarte Foundations and $10 mascaras from Urban Decay, KVD Vegan Beauty, and more. Plus, we've made shopping the way you want easier, so don't miss out. Visit us in-store, online, or try curbside pickup today. The holidays are here. Let's see the joy all season long. Ulta Beauty. The possibilities are beautiful.
11: I saved big money with the Progressive Home and Auto Bundle, so I finally bought that new set of golf clubs. Watch out, fairway. Here I come. This is not a real testimonial. Sure, customers can save big with Progressive, but your other expenses won't just disappear. Are those clubs going to help you when the hot water heater dies? Also, it sounds like your money is better spent on golf lessons. Time to go shoot the course record. No, but maybe time for a reality check. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates.
14: At Encova Insurance, we're committed to leaving a lasting impression in all communities we serve. We support local causes that mirror the values and interests of our associates, agents, and policyholders. We partner with organizations that are dedicated to improving lives. We are committed to building something greater than ourselves, encircling our communities with strength and support. We are ENCOVA Insurance. Learn more at ENCOVA.com.
4: Want to make your home a more comfortable place but don't think you can afford it? Carrier has the right solution for every budget. Carrier. Turn to the experts today at 1-800-CARRIER or carrier.com.
5: Don't miss the Justin Kinner Show with Kev Nash, weekdays at 3 p.m. on Dayton's ESPN Radio, 1410 Wing AM. So you want to talk about outliers? Those guys are outliers. You're lucky that this thing's separating us. That's all I got to say. For facts, though. I got your facts right here. I got your facts right here. Listen, stream, and now watch. Search the Justin Kinner Show on Facebook to follow along. We are Dayton's home of the Ohio State Buckeyes. Six-yard touchdown catch. Right sideline it down. He goes to the end zone. H-U-I-N-G, 1410, Dayton's ESPN Radio.
10: Thorny of the Justin Kenner Show with you live here on Dayton's ESPN Radio Station 1410 Wing AM. I hope all of you are having a great day. I'm excited. Tomorrow's Thanksgiving, of course, and, uh, well, the only thing standing between me and, of course, turkey and pumpkin pie and some stuffing and mashed potatoes and gravy and, uh, you know, the the sweet potato casserole. I don't know if people do that, but the green bean casserole. I'm all about the casseroles, too, by the way. I'm all about going into a deep food coma, uh, you know, less than 24 hours from now. But we got a jam-packed third and final hour coming up. We do have Talking Out Loud with Soley coming up immediately following the show. One full hour dedicated to Dayton Flyers basketball talk. And how about that? College basketball has officially tipped off today, and uh, I cannot be any more excited about that. In fact, Soley from Talking Out Loud, he'll join us coming up here in about 40 minutes. Take a look at some scores around college basketball. Now, you're probably saying, who cares about scores around college basketball? I do. I do. All right? It's been a while since we've been able to talk about real college basketball, because the only college basketball conversations we've been having lately have been about, well, will there even be a non-conference? Well, non-conference officially tipped off tonight. Some scores around the non-con, or at least around the top 25. Number 17, Houston, 83-44 over Lamar. Iowa, number 5. Of course, Iowa and Luca Garza right now looking to really benefit from the fact that Obi Toppin is no longer playing this season. Garza might have a shot to win player of the year for once, but Iowa right now, the number 5 team in the country out of the Big 10. Right now leads North Carolina Central, forty five to twenty nine. Michigan they rank, they're ranked number twenty five in the country. They have a forty three to thirty six lead over Bowling Green out of the MAC. How about the MAC right now, or how about Bowling Green out of the MAC right now, hanging in there? Maybe might make it a game in the second half. That would be a huge win for Bowling Green out of the MAC if they can pull off an upset against number twenty five Michigan here in the early. Going, John Howard, of course, in year two with his alma mater. Virginia, number four, eighty-nine fifty-four over Towson. Illinois just spanked North Carolina A&T, 122-60. to 122-60. I mean, literally, I mean, I, the, the thing is, though, Wright State was originally supposed to play Illinois. And uh, I'm kind of, if, if this is the kind of team, now I know it is North Carolina A&T, and I think Wright State would whoop up on North Carolina A&T as well. But, man, North Illinois looks like they have it going on this year. The Big Ten just loaded again. Think back to a year ago, college basketball-wise. The Big Ten, every team but two was slated to make the NCAA tournament. Every every team in the Big Ten. That's how stacked and loaded that conference was. Speaking of the Big Ten, Ohio State, number 23 in the country. They defeat Illinois State 94 to 67 uh they you know outscored illinois state 42 25 in the first half but only outscored them by 10 in the second half 52 to 42 still big games tonight not really necessarily big games but big teams are up on deck coming up here tonight kentucky number 10 in the country they have moorhead state eastern michigan on the road taking on michigan state north carolina what a horrible year they had last season Roy Williams didn't even know how to react in the post games I mean Sully and I joked last time or two times ago we had him on about coaches who just don't know even know how to lose like there's a lot of coaches that know the songbook to how to handle a loss afterwards talk about how our team played hard we just didn't make enough you know plays down the stretch you got to give a lot of credit to the opposing team they came ready to play Uh, you know you got to make sure you don't beat up your guys you got to give respect to the opponent but Roy Williams last year man he would just in the post, you say, Man, we suck? Like, he had no clue the proper etiquette to how to talk about your team in a loss. Certain coaches just don't know how to lose. John calipari doesn't know how to lose, Mike Shashevsky. You know, and I'm not talking about losing a game. I mean, like, losing consistently. I mean, finishing under 500, not even being eligible to make the NCAA tournament. Of course, no one made the tournament last year, but you see my point. Texas Tech against Northwestern State, West Virginia, and South Dakota State. Rhode Island out of the A-10. They will take on Arizona State, and good for Rhode Island being able to get a top 25 team, Power 5 opponent on their home floor Coming up later on tonight, Rutgers and Sacred Heart, Texas uh, will welcome in Rio Grande and Boston College in Villanova, Wisconsin, Eastern Illinois. I mean, the list goes on and on. Duke against Gardner-Webb coming up later on tonight. So again, no Dayton Flyers, no Wright State, Ohio State, one of the local teams that we discussed at least was in action today. Dayton Flyers will be an exhibition action coming up on Saturday, 2 o'clock The tip off. They'll have Cedarville, uh, an exhibition game. UD also adding Alcorn State to that December 1st date that they had open. Alcorn State on December 1st, and then, of course, the big one, a week from Saturday, SMU, a 2 p.m. tip-off from UD Arena. In fact, we have some news about some uh, some station happenings on the day of that game. We're going to uh, be live at Timothy's uh, on that day, so we're excited about that. Solely, we'll have more information for you here in the coming days, but I am excited about that partnership moving forward as well. But yes, basketball is on the horizon and that is all that matters. Alright, so the college football playoff poll came out last night and of course there was a lot of chatter. There's uh, Cincinnati fans in Ohio who are really happy. They're happy that they're number seven in the country. They're happy that the teams in front of them in Florida and Texas A&M have some losable games coming up that if those two teams go down, all of a sudden you would think that based on how this should work is that they would be next in line. All Cincinnati has to do is just keep winning. Go on to win their conference title, put them in position to potentially win an American Conference Championship and then remain undefeated. You would think that that would put them in position to maybe fight and contend for that, but I'm telling you right now, there's still teams out of the Pac-12 that have a shot. Oregon undefeated, USC undefeated. They're only three games in, which is why I believe the committee did not give them as much love in the top ten, wanting to see a little bit more out of them before they put them there. But I tell you what, you would have thought someone made a Jesus joke in church. I mean, my goodness, Buckeye fans lost their minds last night because a one-loss Clemson team took the three spot. Ohio State number four, Alabama one, Notre Dame two. Notre Dame, of course, has the most impressive win of the college football season thus far as they knocked off number one Clemson at the time in double overtime. Of course, that loss for Clemson coming with no Trevor Lawrence and multiple big-time starters on the defensive side of the ball out We'll see exactly what comes of that moving forward, but it does look like the committee is giving Clemson the benefit of the doubt saying we know you have a loss, it's important to reward winning, but who you lose to matters just like who you beat matters. And outside of Indiana, Ohio State's other 3 opponents win totals combined equals 2 equals 2. So we're going to talk about some of the fallout from the college football playoff poll with ESPN's Adam Rittenberg. Adam Rittenberg joins us next. Talk college football. Don't go anywhere.
5: It's the Justin Kinner Show with Kev Nash on 1410 ESPN Radio. ESPN 1410 Wing AM Weather. This afternoon will be cloudy with showers, a high near
22: 58. Tonight's also going to be cloudy with showers, a low around 48. And tomorrow is going to be
5: cloudy and windy, a high near 52. I'm Pete Spybeck for 1410
8: ESPN Radio.
3: In a world that still calls for your touch, the U by Moen smart faucet answers without it.
24: Moen wash my hands
3: only one faucet allows you to create hundreds of presets that deliver the exact amount and temperature you ask for you by moen the only faucet you never have to touch water designs our life who designs for water
19: want to hear how i almost got off the naughty list this year i helped santa save gazillions by having him download capital one shopping to his computer Capital One Shopping instantly searches for available coupon codes and automatically applies them at checkout. You can download it, too, and save a bundle. You don't even need a Capital One card, and it's free. So why didn't I get off the naughty list? Turns out Santa's a stickler for naughty words. (laughs) Capital One Shopping. It's kind of genius. What's in your wallet? Savings and available coupons vary.
15: It's here. Black Friday every day at Menard's. Doors open Friday at 6 a.m. These amazing deals last through December 6th. Monitor your steps, distance, and calories burned with a fitness tracker watch. Only $4.99. Relax in style with a heat and massage rocker recliner. On sale for $249.99. Stay comfortable this season with a 54-inch electric fireplace. Just $179.99. Menard's Black Friday deals are good through December 6th. In-store only while supplies last.
9: Save big money at Menard's. Cleveland State women's basketball coach Chris Kilsmeyer, COVID survivor.
18: I was fatigued, just like every other basketball coach in March, but didn't think about getting sick. I woke up one night with the worst pains and chills I'd ever experienced. I tested positive for coronavirus and immediately self-quarantined. I got worse and worse and checked into the hospital. Multiple times I said, I don't want to die. We know what works. We know how to fight this. But it's going to take all of us doing the right thing every single day. Sponsored by the Ohio Hospital Association. College football, it's the game you wake up early on Saturdays for, even
16: though kickoff isn't until 7. The game where the Goodyear blimp becomes a Hall of Famer. The game that goes just beyond school, spirit, fandom, or love of the sport. It's the game where the comebacks happen. It's the game where anything can and will happen, as long as you have the drive. Because college football is the game
7: that moves you. We get it because it moves us too. Goodyear, more driven. At Shell, we know from the time you get up to the time you wrap up, Good night. there's a lot of meetups, ups eat-ups, and hurry-ups. So come to Shell and get three things done at once. Fill up with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus to help keep your engine running like new. Save up with the Fuel Rewards program and never pay full price for gas again. And snack up with in-store rewards to save even more at the pump. Make the most of the stop you need to make with Shell. And engines that continuously use Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. See full terms and conditions at fuelrewards.com. Frickin' chicken chunks, Freaking chicken chunks, Freaking chicken chunks, Freaking chicken chunks. 29.99 each year, fall down, fall frickin' chicken chunks. Don't forget the falls off the shoe. Don't
5: forget the falls off the stream. Balls,
1: two, Bring in the season with four pounds of freaking chicken chunks. Buy a $25 frickers gift card and get five freaking bonus bucks free. The Ho Ho Home for fun, food, sports,
10: and spirits is Frickers. At Meadowbrook at Clayton, our state-of-the-art golf simulators are ready for play. Book your tee times now and get our special rate to $15 per half hour for up to four people per simulator. Here's your chance to play some of the great golf courses around the world, including Kiwa Island, Town, and Spain's Valderrama. Weekday and weekend hours are available and safe. Pre-packaged snacks and drinks are only steps away. Go online to Meadowbrookatclayton.com for details. Everyone is welcome, so call and reserve your times now
5: need legal help we can help hi this is mike foley your montgomery county clerk of Court. have you heard about our new help center it's located at the montgomery county courthouse providing legal information and forms and we also share programs and resources that may be available to you let us help you navigate the court system visit us online at courthouse to you.com for more info
15: it's the Black Friday sale at Ace. Visit AceHardware.com to get your coupon for 50% off any item under $30 in-store or online. This Friday only. Find the perfect gifts for everyone on your list from some of our best brands and more. Save big on Black Friday with 50% off any item under $30 in-store or online. Only at Ace. Must present
0: coupon or redeem. Offer valid at participating stores at AceHardware.com on regular priced items. Limit
11: one. Exclusion supply. Ace the with the help of Hardware
8: what can help you take advantage of today's low mortgage rates and save money? Rocket can. You could save hundreds of dollars every month by refinancing with Rocket Mortgage at today's near-historic low rates. If your current rate is over 4%, you could lower your payment by over $150 a month, saving thousands in interest every year. Call us today at 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com.
9: Savings are based on quick
23: loans, may apply. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal hustle letter. License in all 50 states. consumer number 3030.
4: Gifts from eBay say a lot. But don't cost a lot. Get your all-star Air Jordans at not-so-sky-high prices. And your rock star dad, a Bose soundbar that speaks volumes.
10: Clemson 3 and the Ohio State Buckeyes come in at number 4 in the college football playoff committee's first college football playoff ranking revealed last night of course only 5 this season well there's a lot of happy fans in the state of Ohio and some not so happy fans in the state of Ohio if you're a Bearcat fan You're pretty happy right now. The Cincinnati Bearcats coming in at number seven. Buckeye fans really upset. They feel slighted. A one-loss Clemson team being put ahead of them. Ohio State still undefeated coming off of a win over a top ten, at least at the time, opponent in the Indiana Hoosiers. I'm excited to bring on our next guest. We have ESPN college football reporter, ESPN's Adam Rittenberg, joining us now. Adam, welcome in, sir. How are you? Adam, you there? Oh, there we are. Yeah, I'm, sorry. I'm here. sorry. I hit the wrong button, my friend. You know, it's like my mind's on turkey right now. I'm not 100% yeah, here. Right. So. <laughs> no, good to be with you. But before we get you know, to enjoying Thanksgiving turkey and everything, let's talk about these college football playoff rankings that came out. You're hearing it all. Not, I mean, we just deal with one fan base here, technically two, but you're dealing with them all, I'm sure. What is the number one complaint you're hearing from last night's playoff reveal?
25: Well, I think there are a couple things. You know, the fact that you know, you had three or, I guess, four SEC teams in the top nine, including a two loss. Georgia team that was beaten significantly by both Alabama and Florida. I think the, the BYU fans are really upset uh, that they're number 14, despite a 9-0 record. I mean, they had their schedule completely blown up because of the COVID situation. They had nine, or sorry, six power five opponents going into the year and we able to play none of them because of the way the scheduling was and so they you know tried to to, to move things around but uh, and they played very well but they're sitting there at number 14 i know you mentioned ohio state i mean the, the difference there is that the buckeyes have played half the number of games as clemson they haven't lost but uh i think mean, the committee overall was rewarding more games played in some cases versus the actual performance in those games
10: now, when you, I mean, I think it is fair to bring up Ohio State's performance against Indiana in regards to, I mean, look, Justin Fields. I think the timing couldn't have been worse for them to show their flaws the way that they did. I mean, they still get a top-ten win. That's all you can ask for. You know, Justin Fields throws three interceptions. The, you know, the secondary just kind of gets picked apart and makes a lot of mental mistakes against Pennix Jr. in Indiana. How much of, of, how much of a role does those types of internal game mistakes uh, impact the committee's view of a team?
25: Well, I think that they're looking at you know, certainly the entire profile, but I think, yeah, I mean, the fact is that they had a big lead in that game and they were sweating it out at the end because of the struggles in the secondary. And if the committee looked at it this way, you know, Clemson has played twice as many games. They've both played a top-12 opponent. Um, uh, Ohio State beat that opponent by a touchdown after a big lead, whereas Clemson definitively beat Miami with its starting quarterback in Trevor Lawrence in the only game that it lost was uh, without Trevor Lawrence, even though uh, D.J. Uh, Uagalele played terrific against Notre Dame, you know, a record passing total against the Irish, even in a losing effort. And so um, I think that's probably what they leaned on, and the fact that you know Ohio State not getting a lot of credit, their other games played, Nebraska struggling, Penn State struggling, and Rutgers struggling, and you look at the, the next three opponents, I mean, Illinois, Michigan State, Michigan, not going to help them much either. So you know, they're probably going to need some movement in the top three To uh, to get into the top three, Um, uh, you know, just just we know, obviously, Notre Dame and Clemson are likely headed towards the rematch in the ACC title game.
10: How about out of the Big Ten? You got Northwestern coming in at number eight. It, you know It looks weird, but you know good for them. I mean, they've earned it, to, uh, obviously. And what's nice is they have a clear path to the Big Ten title game, which could set up a top-ten showdown between themselves and the Buckeyes, uh, which would, in essence, be a playoff game, I'd assume. I mean, anyone that loses that game, you're definitely out. It's not a guarantee that if Northwestern wins, they're in. But is it setting it up to be that? If Northwestern can beat Ohio State in the Big Ten title game, both undefeated, both top ten, is that, in essence, a playoff? game right there between northwestern and Ohio State when that time comes
25: yes I think it would be um, I think that you know the fact is you know w- very few of these teams have signature wins to this point and that's going to change here because of the championship game and the best win on the board so far is um, is Notre Dame over Clemson you're seeing uh, that's why Notre Dame's two Clemson at three the second best win on the board is Florida over uh, uh over am and that's why Florida is five and A&M is six now the advantage that uh, that both Northwestern and Ohio State have is a championship game. You know, A&M is not guaranteed that because um, Alabama has a tiebreaker over them in the West Division. And so I do believe uh, the fact is Clemson already has a loss, and if Notre Dame were to lose either you know, this week to North Carolina or to Clemson in the ACC title game, they would have a loss. And we're talking about a Big Ten champion with no losses. I, I don't see how that team is left out. You know, Ohio State would have... Wins over, you know, then probably a top five or top six Northwestern team, and Indiana. Northwestern would have wins over Ohio State as well as Wisconsin, and you know they already have a win over Iowa, which is a top twenty-five team there at number twenty-four in the CFP ranking. So uh, I, I can't imagine the Big Ten would be left out this year with an undefeated champion.
10: ESPN's Adam Rittenberg with us here again reacting to last night's first college football playoff rankings reveal Alabama 1, Notre Dame 2, Clemson 3, Ohio State 4. Now you have Texas A&M and Florida out of the SEC hovering there at 5 and 6. That'll sort itself out but the team that everyone's really interested in around here on top of Ohio State is of course Cincinnati. Let's be clear, I mean I think they were surprised at how well you know received they were in those rankings but what, what's the likelihood? I mean how, how much help are they going to need to get in assuming that they do their part and win out?
25: Yeah, well they're gonna need um people to start losing. Uh they, they would like to see a one loss Big Ten champion. They would like to see um a, a one you know, a two maybe one loss teams meet in the ACC championship game to take away any possibility of two teams coming out of the ACC. I think they would wanna see Alabama run the table because that could knock out Florida in the SEC title game and they already have that definitive win over Texas A and M. So I think it would be really interesting to see if, if Cincinnati and maybe a Texas A and m are fighting for that last spot, Cincinnati can say, hey, we, we didn't lose a game. We won our conference. We, we beat almost everybody on our schedule by a wide margin. I mean, that would be a really interesting uh, possibility here for the playoff. But what they don't want is you know for Florida to beat an undefeated Alabama in the SEC title game because Alabama, I think, would get in. We've just seen too much evidence of that over the course of the CFP that Alabama is the one team that has real margin for error and can still survive a loss. Uh, so they don't want to see that happen. They don't want to see uh, maybe a, uh, a, a narrow win by Clemson over Notre Dame. So the committee has to think about putting Notre Dame in over Cincinnati. So, again, all these things have to sort of fall their way. But it's still possible. They're sitting right there at 7. Unfortunately, they're not going to be playing this weekend or next And I was really hoping maybe Cincinnati and BYU could schedule a game for next week uh, to uh, enhance both of their resumes, at least the team that won it. But Cincinnati does get Tulsa. In the, uh, in the regular season finale, that's a ranked Tulsa team right now, and they would presumably get a boost in the AAC title game as well. I think the committee does respect uh, whoever they would face in that contest.
10: All right, Adam, last thing before we let you go. Big news today Nick Saban testing positive for the coronavirus, of course, and with them being the number one team in the country, their matchup, the Iron Bowl between Alabama and Auburn, he will not be on the sidelines. Uh, You know, people are questioning what makes this test, positive test, different than the last one uh, in regards to his presence on the sideline and what we could potentially see.
25: Right, so to be clear he, he 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 had a false positive last time, which which happens quite a lot. I mean, for those of us who get tested, uh, it's always a positive uh, always a, a possibility that you get a false positive and, and he essentially tested out of that by having three consecutive a negative PCR test with no symptoms. The difference this time is he does have mild symptoms. So uh, the Alabama team doctor, their team trainer, have determined that there's really no need for follow-up testing, that he unfortunately does have the virus. And you're know, certainly wishing Coach Saban well. He says he has mild symptoms, nothing that's alarming at this point. But, you know, given his age, it's something to monitor going forward. And Steve you know, Sarkeesian will be the head coach this weekend against Auburn, Nick Saban will may- remain very involved. LaFar, just like he did in the lead-up to the Georgia game, and they have a very, very capable staff at Alabama. A number of former head coaches on that staff, Kyle Flood, Butch Jones, and go down down the list. So it's a, it's a pretty good staff to handle the Auburn game, even though they certainly would would rather have Nick Saban on the sideline. All
10: right, Adam, go away. It's time for turkey. It's time for Thanksgiving. I appreciate your time. ESPN's Adam Rittenberg taking time to talk college football playoff rankings reaction. Adam, thank you. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Stay healthy. Yeah, you too. Have a great holiday. Thank you. All right, good stuff there from ESPN's Adam Rittenberg. Appreciate him taking time and hanging out with us today. And, and, yes, I mean, this is going to be the big thing. And I'm looking at some of the games this weekend. It's not a sexy slate of games uh, for this Saturday's Tilt. I mean, you look at, you know, number 13, Iowa State, and number 17, Texas. Oh, great. Top 25 showdown, big whoop. Uh, in my eyes, mainly because I'm like, well, that doesn't really have any implication in the college football playoff. Number 24, Iowa against Nebraska. Don't care. This game interests me right here. Notre Dame and North Carolina. North Carolina ranked number 19 in the college football playoff rankings, of course, and uh, they're going up against, number, you know, welcoming in Notre Dame. Notre Dame on the road at North Carolina. Notre Dame is only a five-point favorite, all right? Only a five-point favorite. Mac Brown is in a fantastic job taking over at North Carolina. They're six and two. I think there was a little bit more expectations for North Carolina. I really do. You know, coming in, a lot of talk was about how they were going to be a force in the ACC. They may not be a force in the ACC this season in regards to representing them in the ACC title game or potentially making the playoff. But North Carolina could be a force in regards to the big picture of the college football playoff rankings. At this point, they have a huge opportunity to really. shake up the top, because if they knock off Notre Dame this coming up weekend, that's going to move Clemson up, that's going to move Ohio State up, and then it's going to make it really interesting there in the middle when you start taking a look at some of the teams who are hovering on the outside like Texas A&M and, of course, Florida. Now, Florida uh, does not have a or they. I'm sorry, they have Kentucky this week. Florida has. Uh, they are at number six. Florida, the 24 point favorites at home, welcoming in Kentucky, and then of course you continue to go down the list. Texas A&M, they're hovering right on the outside, looking in at number five. They are right now Big North Carolina Tar Heel fans right now. Of course, they got their hands full with an LSU team. That I know it's not last year's LSU team. Joe Burrow's not walking through them doors. Go Tigers, all right. Hit go Tigers. They, they they ain't walking through that door, but LSU. Still going to be a tough opponent. Texas a and am going to have to be prepared. They are only a 14.5 point favorite in that. I say only, but they are a 14.5 point favorite uh, in that matchup. So we shall see. But, again, there's not a lot of top matchups, but you're going to be keeping eyes on a lot of certain opponents. It's unfortunate that the Cincinnati-Temple game was canceled this coming up weekend. Cincinnati would have been dying to get back out on the field. Imagine a scenario for the Bearcats where you look at a team like Texas A&M who could potentially go down against LSU. You know, what happens if you end up actually seeing Florida go down at the hands of Kentucky? I think that's more unlikely. I think you you could see LSU – Beating Texas a And before we see Kentucky beating Florida, um, but if one of those teams goes down in conference play, that's going to be huge in regards to what to expect from Cincinnati moving forward. But them not playing this weekend is a big blow to them. Um, that's my concern for the Bearcats and Cincinnati moving forward. When you look at their schedule coming up, all right, you know that the Temple matchup is canceled. They only have one regular season game remaining, folks, and that comes on the twelfth. All right, We are on December 12th. That's it. So this is a problem for Cincinnati. They don't have a game this weekend. They don't have a game next weekend. They don't have a game until December 12th. That's a problem for a Bearcat team who you just heard Adam Rittenberg say that the main reason that Ohio State also is sitting at number four is because Clemson has played twice the amount of games that they have. That's the other reason that you have undefeated Pac-12 teams not in the top ten. You don't have, uh, you know, 3-0 USC there yet. You don't have Oregon there yet. But they're going to be, and when you look at the rankings and how they shake out, whose spot do you think they're taking? You know, if Florida and Texas A&M win out, all right, if Florida and Texas A&M win out, they're not moving from 5 or 6, okay? If Northwestern continues to win, they're not moving from 8. All right, they might move up to 7. Like the the only place Cincinnati can go from here is down, is backwards. The fact that Cincinnati the Temple game this week is canceled is a huge deal. No game this weekend, no game the following weekend. They won't play until December 12th. That's 2 weeks from now. Three weeks from now, all of this week, all of next week, yeah, three weeks, you don't play for two and a half week, basically two and a half. I'm rounding up to sound more dramatic, to really sell and emphasize the fact that they don't play games for almost a half a month. That's going to be a problem because, as I said, if Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State all win, which they're supposed to, okay, Notre Dame I still think is a little interesting, that matchup with North Carolina, if you're a a Notre Dame fan, be concerned. In fact, that's my upset pick for the weekend. Notre Dame will lose to North Carolina. I'm calling it now. That's my upset pick. I couldn't make it through a whole show without some kind of drastic hot take, and that's what I'm going with. North Carolina will beat Notre Dame so that we can get the Fighting Irish out of this equation so we can start talking about the real teams that actually matter. Not Notre Dame. There you go. Congratulations to the Fighting Irish, though. They do have the best win of the season to this point. I am just one of those that I never buy into Notre Dame. No matter what I see from them, I just don't buy into it. Because every memory I have of them is every time they make it to the playoff, they get dismantled. Now, you could say the same thing about Oklahoma and Lincoln Riley. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you that. Now, they've played a a few close games. Notre Dame, not so much. Um, But again... With Cincinnati being out for the next two and a half weeks, Northwestern wins. They can move up. Northwestern is 5-0 and oh right now. All right, and they have Michigan State coming up this weekend. They'll be at Minnesota the following week, and then they'll have Illinois. Now, none of those opponents are truly sexy by any means. However, when you look at the setup for Northwestern, they're already number eight. You have opponents that you're going to be heavy favorites over moving forward. You're going to get to the Big Ten title game. Northwestern is going to be undefeated when it's all said and done, at least heading into the Big Ten title game. There's no way if Northwestern is undefeated in the Big Ten that Cincinnati should be ranked ahead of them. So if, if everything just plays out, if if one through four wins out, I'm assuming Notre Dame wins out, even though I'm picking them to lose to North Carolina, but I need them to win for this example right here to show why Cincinnati's in trouble. Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State all win this weekend. Then you have Florida, then you have Texas A&M, they win. Cincinnati's at number seven, all right? They are 8-0. and oh. They don't play this week, they don't play the following week. Northwestern's going to get a win this week and a win next week. Why shouldn't they move up? They should automatically pass Cincinnati with Cincinnati not playing and Northwestern's resume continuing to get better. The fact that Northwestern will be 7-0 and before Cincinnati plays their next game, you're 7-0 and in the Big Ten. I don't even care if they beat bad teams in the Big Ten. The worst Big Ten teams are probably still more of a challenge than some of the best teams that Cincinnati has played to this point. Yes, the elitist mentality is coming out, and I have no problem going there when it comes to that. So Northwestern's going to move up. What about Miami? Miami's 7-1 and one on the season. They're sitting at number 10. You think they're not going to move up? All right, they have another top 25 opponent coming up around the corner. They have North Carolina coming up. If, Cincinnati, if Miami ends up beating North Carolina, why shouldn't they move up? Cincinnati will be out of the top 10. Folks, they're not making the playoff. I tried to cue it up in that last interview. Man, what, what what does Cincinnati need to make the playoff? But the more I'm looking at this, the more I'm reshuffling the puzzle pieces, the bottom line is there is no scenario where the Bearcats make the playoff. Now, you could say, well, if Florida goes down and Texas A&M goes down and Ohio State loses to Northwestern in the Big Ten title game, well, okay, let's say that Florida, you know, Florida and Texas A&M both go down. Their playoff chances are done. Let's say Ohio State loses to Northwestern uh, in the Big Ten title game. Won't happen, but let's just pretend, okay, we're in the land of make-believe. I mean, if we're going to spend this much time talking about Cincinnati actually making the playoff, let's pretend other crazy things are happening. Let's pretend Northwestern beats Ohio State. So, okay, Ohio State's out of the equation. You know what that means? It just means that Northwestern's in the playoff and just taking Ohio State's spot. All right? Florida and Texas A&M go down. What does that do for the play? It means nothing. Alabama's still in. Clemson's still in. Let's say Notre Dame loses to North Carolina. Okay, now what? You know what's going to happen? They're going to put a one-loss Ohio State team in the playoff before they put an undefeated Bearcat team in. Folks, Cincinnati's not getting in. Enjoy the cute little Cinderella, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can story, but they're not making it. If Ohio State loses to Northwestern in the Big Ten title game, and I say if, and it's a huge if, if that happens, they will put a one-loss Ohio State team in who was undefeated until the Big Ten title game. They will put a one-loss Buckeye team in the playoff before they put an undefeated American Conference champion Cincinnati team in. Oh, there's that elitist mentality again. you yeah, damn right. All right, folks, we'll be back in a moment. Let's talk a little Dayton Flyers basketball solely from Talking Out Loud. He joins us next. Don't go anywhere. More of the Justin Kinner Show next.
5: It's the Justin Kinner Show with Kev Nash on 1410
8: ESPN Radio. Ever wonder just how far an extra mile really goes? Drive a Mercedes-Benz van and find out. Start with a network of over 250 authorized dealerships, backed by a sales force ready to help you with everything from customization to service on vans like the Mercedes-Benz Sprinter, that's tailored to your lifestyle. With options like Blind Spot Assist and MBUX Voice Command for spoken directions, weather, and more.
7: The route is being calculated.
8: So whether you're enjoying life on the trail or working hard on the job, see how far an extra mile can really go by taking the first step into an authorized Mercedes-Benz van dealership today. Now with IRS Section 179, businesses can be eligible for up to a twenty. $5,900 tax deduction. That's up to $5,439 in tax savings.
3: Options and model availability may vary. See dealer for details about costs and terms. Some equipment is as optional. $5,439 tax savings based on 21% federal tax rate and eligibility to claim full $25,900 section 179 vehicle deduction. Your tax rate and eligibility may vary. Consult your tax advisor for more information. Limits may apply. Visit mpdance.com. Offer valid through December thirty-first, two 2020.
4: Collet Propane has been serving the Buckeye Nation in the Miami Valley for over 65 years.
13: Let our family help protect your family from old man winter. Find out why 98% of our customers would recommend us to friends and family. Ask about the service options at 937-372-9194.
4: Family owned and operated for three generations, Collet Propane and Collet Seal Coating are proud to serve the Buckeye Nation.
0: Hey, here to tell you about my friends at Cordell Transportation, now hiring Class A CDL drivers for new Home Daily dedicated lanes. That's right, Home Daily. Earn up to $1,620 per week. A $2,000 sign-on bonus, medical dental vision, company paid life insurance, outstanding new equipment, and no-touch freaks. Call Cody, 937-277-7271, or apply at CordellTransportation.com. Driven to
8: succeed you think buckling up is a personal choice that it doesn't hurt anyone else you would be wrong your choice could shatter the lives of your family friends and everyone you know that's why we enforce seatbelt laws to save lives think about that every time you drive buckling up isn't just a good idea it's a choice between surviving a crash or not make sure you and everyone in the vehicle buckles up every time click it or ticket paid for by the national highway traffic safety administration
17: with gifts from eBay, you don't have to spend a lot to say a lot. Get a DeWalt drill set for dad that doesn't cost a lot, but still says, I love you a ton. For your all-star niece, Air Jordans that say, I can't wait to watch you take off at a price that isn't sky high. And for your rock star husband, a Bose sound bar that speaks volumes. For those who mean a lot, eBay has gifts that don't cost a lot.
5: And my name is Hannah, and I like Chick-fil-A nuggets because they are made with love. It's kind of like if you want to go to your grandmother's house for dinner this just want me to real home-cooked meal. You can't go wrong with it.
3: Hey, y'all. I'm Maddie, and something I love about the Chick-fil-A nuggets is their gold color. It lets me know that I'm about to enjoy something hot and delicious. It's just comfort food. It feels good to eat. Real guests paid for their testimonial.
16: Joey Beckett here at Buckeye Ford in Sydney, home of the works package and the Double Take Tire Specials. Call today for your appointment, 937-419-8473 or 1-800-700-0050. Buckeye Ford in Sydney, exit 92 off of I-75. We'll see you soon.
23: The energy in Skyline is one of a kind. And I love that. (laughs) When a smiling face is greeting you and they want to give you a great experience, they want to make you feel like you're part of the family. Skyline does a wonderful job of that. And when you think of Skyline Chili, you think of like being with your friends and your family. It's just a whole experience when we go to Skyline. We love the friendliness, just being together, that family unit. We were happy, so happy to be at Skyline.
4: Whether you rent or own, GEICO makes it easy to bundle home and auto insurance. Having a home is hard work, so get a quote at GEICO.com.
9: Easy. Well, Jason, I've got to tell you, you're pretty much everything this company is looking for in an entry-level candidate. Great. Your resume isn't quite what we're used to, but you've got a fantastic work ethic. Thank you. And I'm impressed by how you carry yourself.
22: So, should we talk about the job?
9: Uh, What? The job? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I have no way of recruiting or even meeting you. This interview didn't
14: happen. It may sound ridiculous, and that's because it kind of is. There's a huge pool of talent your company is missing out on. Meet the grads of life. Who are they? Talent worth knowing about. Young adults of unique determination and experience. An ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or even mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. Man, we really could have used him. Don't miss out on a resource many innovative companies have already discovered. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad
6: Council and grads gradsoflife.org. Attention men, under the age of 35. You know what really impresses the ladies? When a guy has a few drinks and later gets pulled over for buzz driving. That could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. There goes let's grab dinner and a movie. Oh, I know. You drive more carefully when you're buzzed. You've proven that hundreds of times. A woman admires that kind of confidence. And you've practiced how to speak if a cop does pull you over. Slowly, clearly, and politely like good evening officer a woman admires that kind of foresight and what woman doesn't find it adorable that you call it buzzed even though the law calls it drunk you could kiss ten thousand dollars goodbye along with any chance of having a girlfriend because nothing says i'm a catch more than a guy who lives in his parents basement and calls it my place buzzed busted and broke because buzz driving is drunk driving A message from the National Highway Traffic
8: Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
20: Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your basement. There's a pair of overalls that overall you're not so into anymore. A perfectly good laptop that hasn't sat in your lap in months. And even more stuff. But still no jobs? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? That can't be right. Because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed and they're the stuff inside your stuff even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix. Our job is to unlock those jobs and it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover keytar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council.
15: Hey everybody, it's Stephen A. Smith. And everyone knows my feelings on Cowboys fans.
5: But really, Justin Kenner, you're a Cowboys
16: fan and a Browns fan.
5: Good Lord have mercy. I don't know what the hell to do with y'all. I really don't. It's the Justin Kinner Show with Kev Nash. Weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. on 1410 ESPN Radio. College football playoffs. Browns, Bengals, Buckeyes, and more. Catch the Keith Fire show Mondays at noon on 1410 ESPN Radio. 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 Radio.
10: Justin Kinner with you here on 1410 ESPN Radio. If you missed today's show or portions of it, don't worry. We'll have it up for you in its full version at wingam.com. In fact, you can subscribe and download The Justin Kinner Show uh, in your Apple iTunes Google Play Store. You can also head to wingam.com where you can, of course, watch The Justin Kinner Show, previous episodes. Uh, of course, myself, Kev Nash, weekdays from 3 to 6. Uh, but if you missed the interview with Mike Hardsock, that's going to be up there. We had a great conversation uh, with him as he is re- officially retired after 41 great years here in the Miami Valley uh, with WHIO. Uh, does, a, does a fantastic job. I really enjoyed my conversation with him earlier this afternoon. So, so if you've missed that, you don't want to miss it. I promise you, go back, re-listen to it. You can re-watch it. It's up on the website at wingam.com and it's on ESPN Dayton's YouTube channel. Uh, so again, the great thing about Wingam now is the fact that you can listen, stream, and now watch, listen weekdays at four uh you can listen to the station at 1410 Wingam, stream the show and the station at Wingam.com, and of course you can watch the show on Facebook. Go to Facebook, search the Justin Kinner show, and watch along weekdays from three. To six. We also, of course, uh, just had ESPN's Adam Rittenberg on to talk about, of course, the path to the college football playoffs. And last night, the path to that journey or uh, the journey to, of course, the playoff last night officially started with the first reveal of the very first rankings that were released. And, of course, it's led to a lot of conversation. Some are upset. Some are angry. Some don't like the criteria that's being used by the college football playoff committee to justify the decisions that they have made. But regardless, I'm a big fan of what they did in the very first playoff ranking i like alabama at one they are the most complete team they have the best offense most over they have the best overall offense and defense and special teams i love what alabama has done you look at notre dame coming in at number two there's really no other spot you could have put them you got to reward the team that has the number one the best win in college football they're undefeated all right they have the best win in college football they beat the number one team in double overtime i don't care that they didn't have trevor lawrence the bottom line is Trevor Lawrence not being on the team really didn't impact them. They had a quarterback in, in Oogie Boogie. I can't even pronounce his name, not even going to pretend to know how, so it's Oogie Boogie for me. Uh, he comes in, throws over 400 plus yards, and quarterback play was not why they lost that game to Notre Dame. Notre Dame was, they, they bested them that night, bottom line. So I don't like the excuse of no Trevor Lawrence because when you don't have Trevor Lawrence, then you would think you would have a dip offensively, and their quarterback, their freshman quarterback, came in and just showed that, hey, Trevor Lawrence. He's a dog, man. He's, he's the real deal. But you're in good hands post-Trevor Lawrence when that time comes. Um, but you look at number three, that's where Clemson comes in. Clemson, I still believe, is the number one team in the country, technically number two. But you cannot put Clemson above Notre Dame because of the fact that Notre Dame beat them. Um, no, that was a hell of a win for Notre Dame. That's why they're at number two. It was a tough loss for Clemson, but it was a good loss for Clemson because it still it, that loss did show the committee that, Hey, look, that, that game was a game that neither team deserved to lose. It was a hell of a matchup. That's exactly what we, what we wanted to see from Notre Dame and Clemson. They definitely lived up to the billing. Clemson at number three is the right move. Even if they have a loss, they sh- still should be ahead of Ohio state. Who's only four and They've only played four games. You look at the, you know, Clemson's played almost double that. Clemson deserves to be there, okay? You look at Ohio State, they've played well, but they do have deficiencies. Their secondary is not good, their defense is not what it used to be. Their pass rush is non existent, their secondary has not played well. They make a lot of mental errors. Penix Jr. is a fantastic talent. They made him look like a Heisman candidate with the way he played this past Saturday, and a lot of it is is because of the mental errors that they made in coverage. I mean, yes, Penix Jr. made some fantastic throws, but I could have made and completed some of the passes that he made because of how wide open some of those receivers were. So that's the problem I have um, with that with the defense and the way that we watched Ohio State play. That's the problem with that. So that that's kind of where I'm at with that. that. That's why I'm concerned about Ohio State. They deserve to be at number four. They got Illinois. They got Michigan State. They got Michigan coming up. It's not the sexiest schedule, but they are going to have a chance to continue to add win totals or wins to the uh, W category. They're going to be in good shape. They'll be just fine. They'll be just fine. When it's all said and done, this thing will shake out. Uh, but I like the top four. I agree with it. I don't agree with Cincinnati at number seven. I think it's foolish to have them at number seven. So we'll really go uh, from there. Let's go to the phones real quick. We got Rob, Rob in Washington Township. What's up, sir? How are you?
25: Hey, Washington Courthouse. Courthouse. Sorry, good.
10: sorry. Yeah, that's all Washington right. that's D.C. Right. Let's just round it yeah. all out. But yeah,
26: yeah, well, I'd rather I'd rather be from South Bend since I'm an Notre fan.
10: <laughs> oh, now that. I know why you're calling. Now I know why you're calling.
26: <laughs> no, no, I'm not. Well, I'm I'm actually calling. You know, about the top four. I mean, the top four. The, the right four teams are in there. But um, I just don't see how you could put a one-loss uh, team ahead of an undefeated team no matter what. I do not – do not. I, I don't like that, but it's really no big deal as long as
5: you're at the top four. We all know that.
10: Uh, um, I agree, but I, I do believe – look, Ohio State – has shown that they are not as strong a team as the teams ahead of them. Um, that's not me taking a shot at them. If you, t- I mean, I've talked to a couple former Buckeyes today that have told me the same thing. That right now they are not playing good football on the defensive end, and we just saw Justin Fields make a lot of mental errors in you know three right. interceptions. So I don't think they're being punished. I can't say you're being punished when you're in the top four. Being punished to me is being taken out of the top four. Um, right. But I do believe Clemson's getting the nod because they have been they've been very consistent even without Trevor Lawrence. You know you weren't at like the Boston right. College game, only winning by six. But you do have to account that they played really well in the second half. They had to come back to win by six. They played like garbage to start. But you have a new quarterback at that time who came in, who was a little sluggish to start, and then he took off from there. Once he got comfortable in that second half against Boston College, that's the that's the setup that we saw heading into that Notre Dame game. It was unbelievable. Right,
25: right. But, like I said, top four is
26: right. Um, you know, I, I, I could see this scenario happening in Florida. Florida runs the table. They play Alabama in this SEC championship game. Uh, what if they beat Alabama? Then there's going to be two teams from the
21: SEC in the playoffs again. Um, that could very well happen.
10: Oh, absolutely! But hey, I appreciate the call. I'm just on a time crunch. Normally, I would chat I longer. It. But you have a happy hey, Thanksgiving, man. Hey, you you do the same and uh, go Irish. I'll give you a go, Irish. Take care, man. I'm. Right. All right, caller who's... Oh, we've lost that caller, too. All seven nine four six four. 457-9464. Caller, hey, what's your name? name? Caller, what's your name? Who we got? Oh, hey, this, this is Keith. Keith, Keith, you got one minute. Okay, let me talk fast tell me when. Talk fast.
24: Uh, am I on? Yep, talk fast. Come oh, okay. on, running out of time. Okay. Oh, I my want God. To <laughs> I want to hurry. Okay. Ah. No, I, I, stop it. Notre Dame, if they lose today, this weekend... And then also, if Texas a and Florida loses, how does, uh, Cincinnati doesn't have a chance to get in the fourth spot?
10: All right. I'm going to need you to re-ask that question. Just re- You could slow down. I'll give you a little more time. Re-ask that question.
24: Okay. Say if Alabama's going to win. Okay. And, and say if Clinton's going to win and Ohio State's going to win. And say if, uh, Notre Dame loses this Saturday. Okay. And then Texas a and loses against LSU. And if, uh... Uh, Florida State loses against, uh, I think it was Alabama or something. If Alabama, Clemson, I mean, Alabama, LSU, and Notre Dame lose, how does uh, uh, Cincinnati doesn't have a chance to go in the fourth spot?
10: Uh, Because I think at that point you're going to have to start looking at teams like, I know this sounds crazy, but a Northwestern or even a Miami. But Northwestern is going to
24: lose against Ohio State.
10: But Ohio, but you're, ta- you're talking big picture. I thought you just meant after this yeah, I'm, weekend. Yeah, I'm talking
24: big picture because when they throw uh, Ohio State, they're out of picture.
10: Well, keep in mind, Keith, that there's teams that are going to be in the hunt that you just don't see right now. Like, yeah, but the they're, but they're, gonna but have they're someone undefeated.
24: In. They're behind. They're behind. They're trying to get in front of uh, Cincinnati. They're uh-huh. behind. Uh-huh. So how how if they're an unlost team, Cincinnati, and they're next in line, and if North, Northwestern loses Ohio State, and uh, Gators lose, and then you got Texas A.M. lose, and then you got Notre Dame lose, they should maybe be able to go in the fourth spot possibility, right?
10: I mean, it's a possibility. I just think it's
24: unlikely. Okay, that's what you need to say. I, I'm a Ohio State fan. You know that, Justin, but God bless. I won't take your time, but you, there's a possibility <laughs> then, right? Uh,
10: you're, you're good. You're good.
24: And, and you know what the turkey said?
10: Double, the t- double. God- <laughs> Keith, okay. never change, buddy. You take care. Have a great Thanksgiving, all right? God bless. God bless you as well. Take care, you man. Do. I like that energy. I like that energy right there. I like that energy right there. All right. Uh, this might be Sully. Is this Sully? Hello? Yeah yo what's up? hey how are you my friend you're live on the air just so you know so all the swearing oh, yeah. you usually do when we bring you on just make sure you, you cool it as far as that goes i think we're the <laughs> the this, uh, this, this, this show has been a train wreck today to finish and i'm not blaming you by any means it's just, this, this, it is, should. this is fitting of how it should end uh you know just picking up in the middle i'm running the phones i'm running the show on the stream i'm running the mic the everything it's been one heck of a day but uh, thanksgiving's coming up so that's all that matters how you doing
26: well, I'm doing well, and that's exactly why this show is a, a trainer the show's a train wreck to end of the day. Because you know, I'm we're catching up 24 hours early. You know, and it, it's thrown me all for a loop. Because usually we do this on Thursday, and you know, we said with the holiday coming up, we we got to squeeze it in on Wednesday. So here we are. So you know, you can you can blame the show on me today. That's fine. I can take it.
10: Holy smokes! You want to talk about train wreck? Have you seen some of the scores of these college basketball games today? My goodness, these are so, some of these are ugly. But I'm just uh, ugly, ugly basketball. The, the pandemic has, has really, honestly, put me in a position where ugly basketball is still beautiful to me.
26: That's true, and there's been a lot of and There's going to be more of it this weekend, to be honest with you, because there's going to be a lot of bad shooting because a lot of teams haven't had a chance to practice. Um, I remember today, right before the Iowa game started, I was looking at some notes and. Iowa played the NC Central and sure enough, NC Central had been out for 14 days under COVID protocol and they uh, had to get their legs under him to play one of the best teams in the country. So it was a tough day for those boys out in South
25: Dakota today.
10: No, absolutely. Now, let's take a look. Look, so the schedules are, you know, ever-changing. Uh, UD has a Cedarville matchup, an exhibition matchup. I'm sorry, but Cedarville coming up on Saturday. Alcorn State, okay, whatever. Look, UD, they they just needed some games to be able to get their legs loose, to get out on the floor. They have three really good non-con matchups before a 10 play kicks off on the 30th. SMU a week from Saturday Uh, the exhibition game with Cedarville and Alcorn State I can mock them all I want but those are two important games in regards to establishing uh, just a little leg time out on the floor heading into SMU you like those SMU matchups but man you got to make sure you have your legs underneath you these two games coming up exhibition and Alcorn they're going to be important as funny as that sounds
26: yeah, they are. Um, and funny enough, you know, in under that same breath, Dayton scheduled a uh, exhibition this afternoon against Cincinnati. Closed to the public, no media, no cameras, none of that. I don't even believe that they ran a real game. Um, they might have kept scoring like a five on five format. But you're right. I mean, you're seeing this is kind of the struggle right now. College basketball programs is because the schedule was so in flux. You're basically just doing whatever you can do to to get some games in, get some reps in, get your guys on the floor. Um, so I was glad to see that Dayton ended up sneaking in that extra, um, you know, that, that extra exhibition today with Cincinnati. Like you said, they need it. And then you get a, a good exhibition on Saturday, and you're ready to go for a good contest on Tuesday. And, and you know, we talk about this all the time. There's a reason you have to bring in teams like Alcorn State. you got to stack a W on the schedule. You have to.
10: Yeah, you know, and you know, look, my frustration, you tweeted out earlier, too, about you talked about all the local teams and like there's not a lot of local matchups. I can't think of one premier. I mean, hell, Michigan's playing Bowling Green today. I mean, that's about as local as it gets right there. Um, As far as that, but like no team made any serious effort. Uh, it's like everyone was warning everyone, you know we're really trying to convince teams to limit the travel and the you know we're trying to restrict a lot of travel going across the country and everything, and everyone ignored it. everyone ignored it there's not I'm not even blaming u d because it's not like no. u d's the only one that ignored it. Ohio State didn't do it uh no you know Xavier uh just brought in Oakland from Detroit over today, and my God, I think Detroit forgot to come to be honest with you it was that embarrassing in the first half, but it, it's unbelievable how every team across the board ignored that suggestion.
26: Yeah, and, and we're going to actually talk about that on the show coming up here tonight. Um, you know, that was one of the topics that I just wanted to flesh out in a little bit more detail because um, the, the rhetoric really changed around the NCAA and what they wanted teams to do. And, and we saw it. You know, everybody kept saying, we're going to do everything that we can do to get games on the schedule. And that, that really couldn't have been further from the truth. I mean, when push came to shove and games had to be scheduled, UD just did what they always do they put themselves in the best position to get in the NCAA tournament. So hate it, love it, whatever. They kind of just return to their roots, what they're good at. And frankly, like, it's hard to blame them because that's the goal. You want to you make a resume that gets you in the tournament. So, you know, we went into it in a lot of detail in the show coming up here tonight because I, I feel like it's something, like we said, gets talked about all the time. I mean, last year, me and you got on the podcast episode, and that was one of our most listened to episodes. For whatever reason around here, people love talking about scheduling, man. You know that.
10: Oh, and they even tuned in even with me on there. So that's how much they love scheduling. Let's just be clear. Exactly. All right, I'm going to read a quote to you here. Uh, I sent this to you last week from the Dayton Daily News, Neil Sullivan, athletic director uh, for the Dayton Flyers. Talking about the matchup, potential matchup with Ohio State. He says, everything was on the table, a number of things have to come together. We have a great relationship with Ohio State. Chris Holtman has been great. We all agreed to keep in touch. At some point we think that will work out, uh, but maybe not this season. Here's the problem I have with that, and this isn't really a shot at UD. It's a shot at Ohio State, too. It's a shot at everyone. What do you mean that, that some things needed to be worked out? You were in the same dang tournament that both of you backed out on on the same dates. You're within an hour of one another. What the why that match, There's no reason why it shouldn't happen. And with people I've talked to at Ohio State that have said they're willing to do the matchup, it sounds like it's more on one particular side than the other.
25: Yeah,
26: it's it's definitely starting to feel that way, um, especially once you start to get information that you know Ohio State offered to do a one-off in Columbus. But you know, frankly, the reason that the game didn't happen is the same reason why the game never happens. Ud doesn't have to go take the risk. Ohio State doesn't have to take the risk. They can put a bunch of cupcakes on their schedule, nice and easy, go into Big Ten play unchallenged, and then you know, Ud doesn't have to really take that chance ever, you know, either, because we're you know, we use this exact quote on the show today: is that if you take a big punch like that and you missed, it could be detrimental to the program. And so, people that really have a big problem with it, I try to point that out to say, well. You know, I know this is what we want. We want to go play big teams. That is the goal. But you take that swing and you miss, it's going to hurt you worse. And um, it seems like UD took the safe approach in that regard. So I have trouble, you know, blaming him for it. But we still get to call it out. That's what we do, you know.
10: All right, Talking Out Loud, hosted by Sully. One hour of Dayton Flyers basketball talk each and every week. Uh, One hour of radio time dedicated just to that with Sully. Does a fantastic job, hangs out with us on the show each and every week. We moved his visit up a day early because, well, gobble, gobble. Tomorrow's Thanksgiving, and, of course, uh, I'd rather be eating turkey than dealing with Sully on that day. So we're going to be, yeah, I mean, let's be real. All right, we got some big projects we're working on uh, here in the near future. We'll be talking more about that. Excited uh, to be working with Sully and Talking Out Loud. That's coming up next give everyone a little bit of a preview we slightly previewed some stuff but just kind of what can people expect with the show coming up
26: yeah i mean a lot of the things we're just touched on today and just getting into greater detail right the the scheduling aspect and ud's approach um and, and lack thereof kind of how they put the schedule together and then um, towards the end of the show, I, I bring in some UD trivia, and then uh, we talk about best and worst Thanksgiving dishes because you know it's topical. So we, you know we like to give the people a little bit of everything. You know a little bit of topical conversation mixed in with the Dayton Flyers stuff. You know that's what we're all about.
10: Sully, happy Thanksgiving, man. Take care. Talk later. You too, buddy. All right, talking out loud with Sully. Coming up next, right here on Dayton ESPN Radio Station fourteen ten Wing AM. Folks, have a great night. Have a great Thanksgiving. I know this is a thanksgiving that is unlike any thanksgiving we've experienced before um but again i appreciate each and every one of you i appreciate all our listeners we try to have fun uh, and do the best we can and i appreciate everyone uh, who supports the show Take care. Have a great night. Have a happy Thanksgiving, and we'll do this again starting next week. Go Browns. Hopefully the Bengals figure something out this weekend. No Joe Burrow out for the rest of the year. Ohio State, Illinois. I think that's a quick little rundown of everything coming up. So have a great weekend, folks.